0: You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on
1: KPAL965.com. Fox News Commentary.
2: Greg Jarrett.
3: What's on your mind? Just weeks before the presidential contest in 2020, the surfacing of Hunter Biden's laptop posed a mortal threat to Joe Biden's chances of getting elected. Incriminating emails contained their rent offered, compelling evidence that the father was complicit in his son's elaborate influence peddling schemes involving nefarious foreign actors paying millions of dollars for access and promises of favor. So the Biden campaign team and Democratic operatives with a big assist from partisans at the FBI, applied pressure on the social media giant Twitter to block the story. The predominantly liberal staff of the tech company happily capitulated They invented a farcical pretext that the laptop was hacked, strictly forbid any mention of it on their site, suspended the account of the New York Post that had broken the story and punished anyone who dared share it by banishing them from Twitter. These actions constitute unwarranted censorship at its ugliest. Elon Musk, the new owner of Twitter, has now wisely resolved to pull back the veil of secrecy by releasing the so-called Twitter files. They expose the machinations of those who suppress the story at the behest and request of others. Musk should be commended for his effort at transparency to rebuild public trust. The Twitter docs offer a damning indictment of how top executives at the company slanted content moderation decisions to favor and protect Joe Biden to the disadvantage of his political opponent. Communications show that Twitter acted on a variety of censorship demands by Biden's presidential campaign. There was no credible evidence. The laptop was hacked. Russian involvement was non-existent. And the new files prove that Twitter officials knew it. And in fact, they voiced concerns internally. Yet they clung to that phony excuse in part because the company's deputy general counsel, James Baker, urged them to do so. The FBI's role in burying the details that the laptop is verified in a declaration signed by Twitter's former head of site integrity, Yul Roth. It's also confirmed by FBI supervisory agent Elvis Chan during his testimony in a censorship lawsuit. Chan is the one who organized the secret meetings with both Twitter and Facebook to spike the story. It's a violation of the First Amendment for the government to engage in censorship, either overtly or covertly. And while a publicly held or privately held company is under no such constraints, the government is, and that includes the FBI manipulating or coercing companies to behave as proxies to accomplish prohibited censorship. It's common for political campaigns to lobby journalists and social media for favorable coverage. But if these censorship demands continued into the new administration when Joe Biden took office, as the Twitter communications indicate, this would be a violation of the First Amendment. Congress has a duty to investigate whether the president and his acolytes shredded the Constitution for political gain. I'm Greg Jarrett for Fox News Radio.
4: You've been listening to the
3: Fox News Rundown. Rundown. To hear the
5: podcast version of this program, go to foxnewspodcasts.com. And for all the latest
6: news, go to foxnews.com. let's see if something costs less but people are happier with it that sounds like something to look into and that's medishare maybe you've heard switching to medishare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month and that's huge but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch to so the customer satisfaction rate for medishare is double that of the typical health insurance plan double medishare works it's been around for more than a quarter century and members have shared more than three billion dollars Of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So, if you're self employed or part of the gig economy, or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need 844 94 Bible. That's 844 94 Bible. 844
7: 94 Bible.
8: Paid for by Christian Care Ministry.
7: What is dedication? My daughter started making necklaces. She makes what we call affirmation fashion. I tell her every day that your black is beautiful. Your black is beautiful. And if there's anything better than being beautiful, it's being smart. If there's anything better than being smart, it's being kind. And reaffirming that every day. Is our method of making sure her chin never drops. My dad wasn't around, and I remember riding a bike and falling off and cutting myself, and me never just wanting to get back on it. People ask, how your children learn how to ride a bike, and you didn't. I didn't teach them. I just created an environment where they taught themselves, and all I had to do was be there.
9: That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
10: Russell Wilson here. with play 60. United Way and the NFL are helping kids play at least 60 minutes a day. Healthy kids. To get involved, go to unitedway.org slash play 60. Donate. Are you guys going to do that every time? Yes, of course. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council.
8: News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio.
4: He wants more time. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. President Biden wants to end a Trump-era COVID policy that's blocked some migrants from entering the U.S. illegally amid a record surge at the border, but not yet. So... The Biden administration is
11: appealing a federal judge's order that struck down the Title 42 immigration policy. That
4: order wants to end Title 42 in two weeks. Republicans have said lifting the policy could make that surge even greater. Endangering migrants and the Americans that live in border communities. While Biden officials eventually want to get rid of Title 42 and replace it with a new public health regulation, they currently argue the asylum restrictions need to stay in place, at least for now. Fox's Sean Langell, a Border Patrol agent, was killed yesterday when he crashed his ATV chasing migrants in Mission, Texas. A former Border Patrol agent was convicted of murder in South Texas. One Ortiz will get life in prison for killing four sex workers. Ortiz told investigators he was trying to clean up the streets. In the still unsolved murder of four University of Idaho students, something
3: new. Police in Moscow, Idaho, are looking to speak to the occupants of a white Hyundai Elantra model year between 2011 and 2013. The car was seen near the off-campus house where a grisly quadruple homicide took place November 13th.
4: Fox's man, Napolitano. The power is back on in Moore County, North Carolina. It was knocked out by an attack on two substations Saturday by someone police are still searching for. There may be possibilities of an isolated pocket or two where, with the equipment having been off for several days, we could have a routine small A few customer issue there. Duke Energy's Jeff Brooks. Duke is also investigating reports of shots fired at a power facility in South Carolina, but there's no damage or outages there. This is news fit to print. A walkout of the New York Times. A 24-hour work stoppage, the first one of the newspaper in more than 40 years. Hundreds of journalists and other employees walking out amid a contract dispute over issues like pay and remote work policies. America's
10: listening to Fox News. The House is expected to join the Senate today, approving what's called the Respect for Marriage
4: Act.
12: The bipartisan bill requires all states to recognize same-sex marriages. It also protects interracial unions by requiring states to recognize marriages regardless of sex, race, ethnicity, or national origin. The measure quickly pushed through after Supreme Court Associate Justice Clarence Thomas suggested same-sex marriage should be reconsidered. The House approved the bill last summer, then sent it to the Senate, where it passed last week. Now, the latest version is expected to be passed by the House today. Then it heads to President Biden, who has said he will proudly sign it into law. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News. The
4: House is also considering a new defense funding bill that contains a provision Republicans like the President Biden does not. It would get rid of a COVID vaccine mandate for the military. Last night, the President was at a vigil for victims of gun violence. So was the House Speaker.
12: Get salt weapons off our streets, require background checks.
4: And Nancy Pelosi also called for
8: outlaw untraceable gun.
13: Ghost guns.
4: Republicans oppose most new laws as infringing on gun owners' rights. Shots were fired last night near a crowd of commuters in Washington. While passengers waited for their trains at D.C.'s metro center, a fight broke out on the platform, causing both people involved to tumble over a wall and fall about eight feet into a tunnel with the fight continued.
0: Shots end up being fired during that struggle. Shots were fired,
5: again, by an off-duty FBI veteran special agent assigned to FBI
4: headquarters. D.C. Executive Assistant Police Chief Ashawn Benedict says the FBI agent had been assaulted. He's being treated for his injuries. The person he shot died. Jack Callahan, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures are up modestly. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News.
8: How can you help a child in need during the holiday season? Rose's
14: Angels
8: here at News Talk 96.5 KPL, We are teaming up once again with Robin McMillan of McMillan's Pub to gather gifts for kids in Acadiana who otherwise wouldn't be getting a gift this year. Robin helps to get presents for kids in lots of different groups throughout Acadiana. Boys and Girls Clubs of Acadiana Casa, Arch, Smile. Other requests come in. Hundreds of children need help robin through rosa's angels is asking for help and we would be humbled by what you could do if you'd like to adopt a child all you have to do is call robin's number 337-781-7069 that's 337-781-7069 That's 337-781-7069 to become one of Rose's angels. It's an easy process. Thank you so much. From all of us at News Talk, 96.5 a bell.
11: Bikers Against Child Abuse, BACA, exists with the intent to create a safer environment for abused children. We exist as a body of bikers to empower children to not feel afraid of the world in which they live. We stand ready to lend support to our wounded friends by involving them with an established, united organization. We work in conjunction with local and state officials who are already in place to protect children. We desire to send a clear message to all involved with the abused child that this child is part of our organization and that we are prepared to lend our physical and emotional support to them by affiliation and our physical presence. We stand at the ready to shield these children from further abuse. We do not condone the use of violence or physical force in any manner. However, if circumstances arise such that we are the only obstacle preventing a child from further abuse, we stand ready to be that obstacle. If you'd like to know more about BACA, please visit our website at bacaworld.org or call 1-866-71-ABUSE. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape
1: Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center.
8: From the Cape Hell News room, Bernadette Lee. An intruder is dead after breaking into the wrong home in Iberia Parish. Deputies went out to the home on the Old O'Generet Road where they found a man in the home who had been shot to death. The homeowner telling deputies three men broke into his home and fired shots at him. The homeowner returned fire, killing one of the trio. An Evangeline Parish Corrections deputy out of a job after an altercation with an inmate. A disturbance in the parish jail involving several inmates led to a lockdown. During that time, Corrections Deputy Jacarius Hayward reportedly assaulted an unidentified inmate. Sheriff Charles Guillory immediately terminated Hayward, who is charged with simple battery and malfeasance in office. A former Iberville Parish deputy will be in prison for the rest of his life after his convictions for child pornography and animal sex abuse. The 18th Judicial District Court sentenced 45-year-old Shatterick Jones of Port Allen to 100 years in prison. A West Baton Rouge jury found Jones guilty last month of 24 counts of child porn and 55 counts of sexual abuse of animals. The judge sentenced him to 90 years for the child porn counts and 10 years for the animal abuse charges. A criminologist says New Orleans should mount a nationwide search for a new police chief. As for Esmail of Dillard University says Mayor LaToya Cantrell shouldn't be in too big of a hurry to replace Sean Ferguson, who announced his retirement Tuesday. Esmail says the ongoing wave of violent crime has residents feeling unsafe, so the city should cast a wide net in its search for a new police chief. West Baton Rouge Parish officials say they're enthusiastic about industrial and residential growth in their parish. Grom Fuels is planning to build a $9 billion biofuels plant at the port of Greater Baton Rouge. Students are mourning the tragic death of three Southern University Human Jukebox Band members. Whitney Thomas has our
14: story. 19 year old Tyron Williams, 21 year old Dalen Young, and 19 year old Broderick Moore, all struck by an 18 wheeler after stopping to change a flat tire near Natchitoches. Southern University graduate and band alumni, Kimante Avery says this is hard to accept.
7: Now that those members are gone, they will kind of feel
14: uneasy. Current student Isaiah Clay says the boys will be remembered. They meant a lot to their community because they were in the band, and just part of different things on campus. The university is offering grief counseling to students affected i'm whitney thomas
8: well crime data compiled by the pelican institute for public policy
12: shows a reduction in property crimes but violent crime is up vp for policy and strategy Erin Bendele says property crimes are down 30 percent and burglaries and robberies down 25 percent in the last five years in Louisiana. But in 2020, violent crime increased nationwide 30 percent. But she says there are proven programs that are working to reduce recidivism rates among nonviolent offenders. Well, we know it's going to take time, but we believe that these proven strategies will work if we continue to implement them well. They help lawmakers will use the in-depth data to implement such programs. I'm Brooke Thorrington.
8: The 2022 State Football Championships will kick off later today in the Caesar Superdome. Jeff Palermo has more on high school football's premier event. For the first time since 2018, all of
0: Louisiana's high school football state title games will be played in the Superdome, which excites LHSAA Executive Director Eddie Bonine. Because it's a big thrill for the players. This might be their last football game. Not everybody's going to get the opportunity to play at the next level. Also, instead of nine championship games, there are eight. And Bonine says the new playoff format has led to more competitive games. Brackets in the past have been not competitive and have been, you know, uh, needed to make adjustments. We did that. I'm Jeff Palermo.
8: You're up to date on Bernadette Lee.
15: We've got ourselves a lot of fog out there once again this morning. Same kind of forecast that we've had over the last couple of days. Dense fog advisory up through the morning will keep uh, pretty poor visibility up through the morning's commute. So take it slow out on those roadways today. Temperature is going to be sitting in the lower 80s. It'll be about 83 degrees for the high. It does get fairly warm out there. Winds from the south at 5 to 10 miles an hour. And those overnight lows tonight going to be sitting down in the mid to upper 60s. We do it all over again for tomorrow. Very little change in your forecast for Friday. More clouds on the way for Saturday. Eventually going to be giving way... Uh, to some showers on sunday widely scattered showers expected to wrap up the weekend looking ahead into next week front going to be moving through either tuesday or wednesday of next week could bring some cooler temperatures here for next week not going to help us out much today though again highs getting up to about 83 from the storm team three weather lab i'm ktc meteorologist daniel phillips on news talk 96.5 KPAL.
1: News talk 96.5 KPL right now traffic
8: and double checking what's happening with our traffic this morning all right we do have a little bit of fog out there it's not as bad as yesterday but you just heard daniel talking a little bit about it so we will have to contend with it a little bit this morning so just keep that in mind right now and as far as traffic crashes or breakdowns we're looking good none of those to worry about right now hey we'll take it make sure you buckle up keep it safe out it's coming up now at 6 15 hey acadiana's morning news bernadette lee Brandon Como is out today, but that's okay. Mark Pope, sitting in for the old Brandonian. Mark, good morning. Hey, good morning, Vern. Hey, you get awesome props. Nice looking shirt this morning. That's oh, cool thank looking. You. Yeah,
5: yeah, you know, can't get rid of those summer shirts.
8: No, because it's summer. It's
5: summer. Isn't it? It's summer. <laughs> and I brought a little windbreaker just in case, because it, you know, the, the moisture is out there in the atmosphere, but... I mean it's like what is it 65
8: 66 it's, yeah something. 67ish you Gally. know it keeps, but it kind of keeps going back and forth yeah In December I know You know
5: look <laughs> it, we have to go back quite a few years speaking of Christmas and yes. uh, the temperature but it was uh, I don't know probably 20 years ago very close to that and it's like 82 degrees <laughs> on Christmas <laughs> And the south wind is blowing, and it's all, you know, <laughs> 99.9% humidity. Right? Oh, mm, I don't know. Look, it's it's where we live.
8: I, it's where true. we live. And uh, it's true, right? You don't I like mean... it?
5: Change your environment.
8: Yeah, yeah. Go, <laughs> move elsewhere.
5: But we stay here because of the uh, people and the
8: food
5: and the culture. Oh,
8: yeah. You know? you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dog. But hey. It's kind of nice in one way, because it's not exactly Christmas yet, so I could still dream and hope, even though it's probably not going to happen. I could pretend that maybe by Christmas Mm -hmm. Eve, Christmas Day, and the day after that that it might be a little cooler. I could dream, right?
13: Agree.
5: No, and there's hope. Next week, it gets cool. In fact, next Thursday to Friday, next Friday morning is... Thirty-eight. I believe it's Friday morning.
8: Yeah. So Thirty-eight that and that way it can be
5: eighty. Sixty <laughs> <laughs> No, sixty ish for the high. Oh, so, that's yeah, there, nice. There's huh? certainly certainly room for hope. You know, oh. like they say, if you don't like the weather in South Louisiana, wait five minutes, five days, it will definitely change. That's so true. Yeah, yeah.
8: All right. Well, I mean, I'ma still dream, Mark. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's like right. A dream. That's right. And in the meantime, I'ma enjoy my shorts, mm-hmm. my flip flops. Mm-hmm. Some Crocs, no socks. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this. Yes. The k control
5: room is yes. decked out
8: everywhere the head turns. Okay, yeah. It is
5: something. In fact, let me go ahead and read the little, uh, little plaque right here. Okay. My Christmas wish for you, that your heart be light as a snowflake, that your troubles melt away like snow, mm-hmm. and drift mm-hmm. of blessings surround you. Mm-hmm. I love it, I love it, I love it. Yeah. So this stuff is all around. Bernie, there's a Santa plate. Uh There's uh, a Santa this, a Santa that, a basket of toys, Mm. uh, presents all over the place. What is the Bernadette household like?
8: Is it decorated uh, much like the control room? Much like the control room. There Uh are more lights Uh at my house. And I had several extra strands, but I forgot to bring them. And so I think we're going to go sans light here in the Cape Hill studio this year. Uh But I think it'll be all right. Yeah. 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 Uh Uh-huh. Only because um, I there's not I don't have an extra extension cord. Mm-hmm. Now, if I had an extra extension cord, mm-hmm. then I could put the lights up like I wish. But yes. I used that extension cord at the Bernie home. I see. So it's not available. I see for the KPL studio this year.
5: I understand.
8: So well, um, it is. It is
5: very nice, and aw.
8: you are to be
5: congratulated for bringing the merriment. And the spirit of Christmas
8: Aww. into the
5: Cape control
8: room. That's beautiful, yeah. Oh, man. Well, look that little plaque I read. That's beautiful, too. It made us all happy and joyous and mm-hmm. stuff. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, speaking of happy and merry and joyous, our friend George Chopin is going to join us in just a few minutes. we we'll are talk a little Christmas. And one of the wonderful things that's going on in our area so we're going to find out about that. We've got our visit with Lafayette Mayor President Josh Gillery coming up. I'm sure there're going to be people with questions and comments and concerns and you got the KPL app which is free in the App Store. You can have a conversation with us via that. You can call into the show. You can email us. I mean there's about 8 million ways for you to have a conversation with us and with Mr. Gillery, Then Eddie Thibodeau from St. Landry Crime Stoppers will join us in studio. So we'll talk about how you and me can help. So we're going to find out a little bit more about all of that coming up this morning, too. So it's going to be a busy morning, so I guess we better get rolling.
1: Oh, boy. All right. Hang on for
8: more of Acadiana's Morning News.
1: News Talk 96.5 yeah, you know, Depend on it. Oh.
8: It is coming up now on 624. George Showplant joining Mark and I in studio this morning to talk about one of the events we get to to tell you all about every year, the St. Lucie Festival of Lights, which is a family celebration. It'll be this Saturday. So, George, good morning. Good morning, Bernie. How you doing? We're doing great this morning. So, for those who may not know, talk to us a little bit about the St. Lucie Festival of Lights and... How does it kick off and what can we expect?
16: All right. Well, St. Lucie Festival of Life is going to be held this Saturday. It'll start with Mass at 4 p.m. We'll have a chariot parade for the kiddies. They'll be registering at that time. At 5 p.m., we'll have a blessing by Father Vadrine. Then the chariot parade will begin, and we'll have mu- Christmas music too. At this time, the open house of St. Martin de Tours Rectory will be going on. And we will have a visit from Santa oh. and Miss Claus for the kitties. Oh, oh. oh.
13: Yeah. oh
5: that's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's very
13: nice.
16: <laughs> and then we'll have 6 o'clock lighting of the lights. We'll have some cage music, Ooh. movies, and Christmas caroling going uh-huh. on, too. That's awesome. Open how, I mean, at that time, we'll have a Community of Jesus Christ spiritual care unit will be there, too. Mm-hmm. And at 6.30, we'll have our live nativity. And we'll have a memorial candle lighting for our lost loved ones this year. We'll have sweets. Ooh, yeah. We'll have chocolate and gumbo. So you mean hot chocolate. Oh, yes, hot, hot chocolate. Not, not, not Hershey's chocolate, uh, um, hot um, chocolate. I'm, 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 can I have a little cool weather?
5: <laughs> yeah, chocolate. that's right. what we were talking oh, about. You're you right, said. George. Ooh, <laughs>
16: lordy. Lordy. All right. Uh but uh, but I wanted to let y'all know all this is absolutely free to the public.
8: Where? That's the best part. That's
16: free. <laughs> you know and uh, if you ha- if anyone wants to get in touch with our chairman her name is Tilly Duplachant 303-4097 or the church rectory 394-6021. Oh, this is going to be a wonderful event.
8: Um and so Saturday everything starting at 4 with that mass and like you said, free and look at all this fun free stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, yeah. Okay, you
5: know, wait, wait question. question. What what is a chariot parade?
16: A chariot. You're gonna you're gonna be pu- pulling the chariots with uh-huh. horses? Chariot. What's a chariot parade? <laughs> chariot box derby. for so the kids, they go ahead and design their own boxes. Oh and some of them come out with outstanding views of man, you'd be surprised. The competition is, it's is fierce. fierce. Huh? <laughs> And that's, it's for the kids and the imagination that they come up with. Yeah. But we know sometimes, you know, the parents do help a little bit. Well, well I mean, yeah. Everybody. I mean. You know, it's it's part of that. Parents make and mold the children. So <laughs> <laughs> they got to help in making mold the chariots, too. Oh, so there you go. But but you know what it is? I want to go ahead and say the real reason for the season is our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Without him, you know, we wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. I want to wish you, Bernie, and you, sir. So Merry Christmas and a happy New year on behalf of the staff of St. Mm Martinville and our priest, Father Vadreen.
8: Well, we appreciate that and the same to y'all. George, thanks for coming to visit with us this morning.
16: Bernie, I always enjoy being here. Saturday,
8: December
5: 10th starts at 4 p.m. with mass and in activities galore after that. Saint Martin de, de Tours Church on Main Street in Saint Martinville, right? You Saint Martin it. de Tours Church. Been around since 1765. Golly, mm-hmm. huh? Y'all have a good God. time. Great cause. Great, great event, George.
8: Indeed.
1: It's Thank coming you, up again. now
8: on 628.
1: News Talk 965 KPL. Depend on it.
2: Are you ready to purchase a home but need help coming up with the money to make it happen? Capital Area Finance Authority grant programs can help. Visit the CAFA.org today. That's the C-A-F-A.org. If you can squeeze it, they can freeze it. Call today for your complimentary cool sculpting consultation at Williamson Cosmetics Center. 337 735 3870.
8: How can you help a child in need during the holiday season? roses angels here at news talk 965 5 we are teaming up once again with robin mcmillan of mcmillan's pub to gather gifts for kids in acadiana who otherwise wouldn't be getting a gift this year robin helps to get presents for kids in lots of different groups throughout acadiana boys and girls clubs of acadiana casa arch smile other requests come in hundreds of children need help robin through roses angels is asking for help and we would be humbled by what you could do. If you'd like to adopt a child, all you have to do is call Robin's number, 337-781-7069. That's 337-781-7069. That's 337-781-7069 to become one of Rose's Angels. It's an easy process. Thank you so much. From all of us at News Talk, 96.5 Bell.
7: What is Dedication my daughter started making necklaces. She makes what we call affirmation fashion. I tell her every day that your black is beautiful. Your black is beautiful. And if there's anything better than being beautiful, it's being smart. If there's anything better than being smart, it's being kind. And reaffirming that every day is our method of making sure her chin never drops. My dad wasn't around. And I remember riding a bike and falling off and cutting myself, and me never just wanting to get back on it. People ask, how your children learned how to ride a bike, and you didn't. I didn't teach them. I just created an environment where they taught themselves, and all I had to do was be there. That's dedication.
9: Visit fatherhood.gov to
7: hear more. Brought
9: to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
1: Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center.
8: From the Cape Hill Newsroom, I'm Bernadette An intruder is dead after breaking into the wrong home in Iberia Parish. Deputies went out to the home on Old Generet Road where they found a man in the home who had been shot to death. The homeowner telling deputies three men broke into his home and fired shots at him. The homeowner returned fire, killing one of the trio. An Evangeline Parish Corrections deputy out of a job after an altercation with an inmate. A disturbance in the parish Jail involving several inmates led to a lockdown. During that time, Corrections Deputy Jacarius Hayward reportedly assaulted an unidentified inmate. Sheriff Charles Guillory immediately terminated Hayward, who was charged with simple battery and malfeasance in office. A former Iberville Parish deputy will be in prison for the rest of his life after his convictions for child pornography and animal sex abuse. The 18th Judicial District Court sentenced 45-year-old Shatterick Jones of Port Allen to 100 years in prison. A West Baton Rouge jury found Jones guilty last month of 24 counts of child porn and 55 counts of sexual abuse of animals. The judge sentenced him to 90 years for the child porn counts and 10 years for the animal abuse charges. A criminologist says New Orleans should mount a nationwide search for a new police chief. Asra Esmail of Dillard University says Mayor LaToya Cantrell shouldn't be in too big of a hurry to replace Sean Ferguson, who announced his retirement Tuesday. Esmail says the ongoing wave of violent crime has residents feeling unsafe So the city should cast a wide net in its search for a new police chief. West Baton Rouge Parish officials say they're enthusiastic about industrial and residential growth in their parish. Grand Fuels is planning to build a $9 billion biofuels plant at the port of Greater Baton Rouge. You're up to date on Bernadette Lee.
15: We've got ourselves a lot of fog out there once again this morning. Same kind of forecast that we've had over the last couple of days. Dense fog advisory up through the morning will keep uh, pretty poor visibility up through the morning's commute. So take it slow out on those roadways today. Temperature is going to be sitting in the lower 80s. It'll be about 83 degrees for the high. It does get fairly warm out there. Winds from the south at 5 to 10 miles an hour. And those overnight lows tonight are going to be sitting down in the mid to upper 60s. We do it all over again for tomorrow. Very little change in your forecast for Friday. More clouds on the way for Saturday. Eventually going to be giving way uh, to some showers on Sunday. Widely scattered showers expected to wrap up the weekend. Looking ahead into next week, front going to be moving through either Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. Could bring some cooler temperatures here. For Next week, not going to help us out much today, though. Again, highs getting up to about 83. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5, KPL.
8: Yes, we do have a little fog out there, as Daniel was just talking about. We've got 67 degrees currently here at KPL.
1: News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic.
8: So we've got uh, an all clear once again. We'll take it. No traffic crashes. No breakdown, stirrportia. Hey, make sure that you're buckling up, keeping it safe out there today.
10: What do you think you're doing, Kevin? I was just going to drive home. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, there are several warning signs present that you shouldn't be driving. Like hearing voices, like your text to emoji ratio.
17: Oh man, the selfies!
10: Selfie nailed it. We all have warning signs that let us know that we're probably not okay to drive. Mine is pretending to be your subconscious, Craig. Come on, man. Let's put it right
8: home. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew-James.com.
9: Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop.
13: Wait, 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 wait,
9: wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. just don't text and drive visit stop Texts, stoprex.org a public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the ad Council
15: hundred.
8: It's coming up now on six forty one. A Kadena's morning news Thursday mornings means that we get a chance to catch up with a history professor,
18: Thank Bob Carrick. Thank you for yes, welcoming me yes. again into the studio. Good morning. Uh, well, I appreciate that Mark was holding the door for uh-huh, me. I uh-huh. rushed out of my car. <laughs> I'm the new doorman among my
5: other mini oh, duties.
8: He's Mark. in the blue shirt I'm again. i in a blue shirt.
18: Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> The semester uh, <laughs> is officially over for me. All right. Which is yay. Nice.
19: That's um, good, too. Right,
18: this is officially uh, finals week.
8: uh uh-huh.
19: mine
18: But my students are done, and I've actually graded and even submitted their grades.
8: Oh. Which is extraordinary what? for me
18: because I usually wait a little bit longer. Like you're you know, never that on good. time with it? <laughs> well, I'm on. I do it on time. I just just do never it. early. As you see, how I rush in, yes, right? Yes, Quote yes. "Quote unquote on time." Well, yes, I, That's yes. typically mm-hmm. what I do. So yes. I, I'm, yes. I'm always there on time, just under the wire, just under the wire, as they say, Bob. And so, yesterday, I did my my uh, my annual ritual. I finished my grades, and I oh. sat back in my office and ate a box of raisinets.
13: Oh, that's a oh, good man. one.
5: Nice. You ever, you ever mix the Raisinets and the Goobers?
18: I uh, know. Oh, put them in a
5: box I've and shake them that. up, Bob. Really? And then it would be like a total... What do I have, a Goober or a Raisinet?
8: <laughs> okay, so I think Mark's really on to something. And so later today, Fat
5: Girl's
8: going to get all over that. <laughs> I'm going to go to the newest convenience store where I know they sell the boxed candy. I'm getting myself some goobers mm. and nice. some raisinets. That's good.
18: I appreciate that, Mark. But for the time being, I'm going to stick with the raisinets or not.
8: <laughs> oh. um, yes. Yeah, sir? So there's that. Do you have like some thoughts of what might happen with history? I in do. Today's but I, lesson? You know, hey, don't, don't, don't push rush you. history.
18: That Bernie. sounds good. Oh, I like, like it. it. <laughs> Today is the annual Christmas market at Monkus Park, the Farmer's yes. Market Christmas Evening Market yes. from 5 to 8. Fun. It is, it is so great. Every, all of the vendors put lights on their booths. Mm-hmm. So it truly is mm-hmm. this sort of Christmassy holiday experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's from 5 to 8. And I know a lot of the vendors also have foods to eat so people can actually make, you know, their evening meal out of the out of the, the event experience too? and an event. Yes. there's music. So, yeah, uh, I just want to point that out to everybody.
8: Excellent. Are, That's are always you on, fun?
18: Yeah, always. Are
8: you on the board of directors of Moncus Park?
18: I'm not on the board of directors for Moncus Park.
8: But I think like Bob and me, like I frequent that uh, place often and last year i went for one of the event nights and uh-huh. man right. that was so fun yeah and it's they have, they, so
18: the yeah the, the thing this evening is kind of the market event and then later mm-hmm. they have the the christmas in the park yeah, event yeah. which is a, a 3 day thing with music some pretty you know Big name bands and stuff. So
5: mm-hmm. yeah. What okay, when on. you say vendors, Bob, is this like people with arts and crafts it's, and jellies it, like yeah, such e- as you exact, indulge in? Yeah,
18: and, exactly. I don't indulge in jellies. Um but <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, you're with what your with your little sauce there, your little sauce, the little sauce?
8: <laughs> the little sauce? Uh-huh.
18: Right. Yeah, it's yeah. uh I mean it's a it is a true farmer's market. It is mm. an artisan produce event Mm. um every single week is is what it is and so Mm -hmm. i mean people make this stuff themselves it's not some corporate uh stuff and uh that's that's what it is so yeah jellies but crafts and artwork and fresh foods and just it's it's a an array of wonderful products yes again if people are interested in local It couldn't really get a whole lot more local than that because there's also a lot of people, you know, they don't have traditional storefronts. Mm -hmm. Right. This this is the way that you can access their creativity and their their abilities.
5: It's a veritable winter wonderland right here in the tropical climate. That's right. In a tropical
13: climate. (laughs) Where else can
5: you you find that, Bob? (laughs) (laughs)
8: <laughs> only
18: here and only this evening. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. One Saturday. night only,
8: baby. One night only. Don't miss it. How about that?
18: It's good. Oh, yeah. I All like right. It. So, history. Yes, sir? All right. So, one of the things yes. that I do, history yeah. wise, that I don't think we've ever talked about, you don't know, is I am on the um, committee for the National Register of Historic Places for Louisiana. So, the Louisiana really? State. Uh, National Historic Register Committee. And so every, awesome. every every property that gets nominated and then ultimately, you know, approved mm-hmm. for the National Register of Historic Places has to go through this committee mm-hmm. in Baton Rouge and we meet three times a year. I was sitting in the meeting on uh, uh, last week. And there was a very interesting property that came up—the Maison Daboval House okay. in Rain, which I had actually been very familiar with. It's it's this beautiful, beautiful turn of the century house connected to the history of Rain and the mayor of Rain and wow. this this that and the other thing. But but then as 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 I'm reading through the nomination and I'm hearing the presentation, there's this little flash nugget of history that is really. Interesting and compelling, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to use that on, on Thursday.
8: Okay, I'm going to love this. So lo and
18: lo and behold,
8: yeah. Who's low? Who's behold?
18: <laughs> and, and then we also edition. say to you that there's a dirty, deep dunder, cheap within this, right? So, this so, the, so the fans can can latch onto that,
8: and the fans are rejoicing. So
18: Emil Daboval, uh huh, from Rain, yeah. Mayor so great. ran the rice mill also in 1908, November of 1908, and sort of the date is kind of important here. Yeah. Invents the egg carrier, right? The the egg carton.
8: The actual egg carton. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, right.
18: Okay. And so Rain, as it turns out, didn't only have a thriving frog yeah. connection, didn't only have a thriving rice industry connection, but also had a thriving uh, egg-producing connection facility wow. in, in the city, and this this guy decided that, you know, people are talking about the difficulties of transporting eggs, and they're always breaking, and, and what could I do, and he comes up with a pressed straw, um, pressed wood egg wow. carrier, which is, is essentially the egg carton that we have today, today. the basic mm-hmm. form of mm-hmm. that. I love this. And this is in 1908 okay. in Rain, Louisiana.
8: Sweet! It is in... I have always said Acadiana is a community of inventors. It is. Geniuses we always have been. Right. Yes.
18: Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so I am going to just a little side note. Reading, okay. reading the article in the the Crowley Signal from yeah. 1908, there's a hilarious little component to it. And so they're they're announcing that this guy has invented the egg Carton. Okay. And they say, and this will allow the editor of the Rain Tribune to be able to more effectively count his chickens before they hatch. Ah! So you don't oftentimes see that, right? That's a little awesome. a little ah. jive at somebody's uh, right? <laughs> competitor or probably friend in the newspaper industry. But yeah, but yeah. that's
1: fun. I love right.
8: that. Right, it too. is fun.
18: All right, so he does this in nineteen oh eight, and the article ends with, and it's his intention to create a factory to start producing these things and make Yeah. Well, he didn't. And 1908 goes to 1909, 1910, 1911, and the official inventor of the egg carton is Joseph Coyle from Smithers, British Columbia. Who was a newspaper editor. Who
8: probably ripped off this guy's idea. Who
18: had no connection to any egg Uh industry whatsoever. Uh And claims that he overheard an argument between an egg delivery man and the hotel manager who was complaining about the number of cracked eggs in the delivery. And he had a light bulb moment of, oh, I should make an egg carrier. And it's sure precisely the same thing,
13: uh-huh. made
18: precisely the same way yeah, as uh-huh. the one from Emile D'Aboval. Well, imagine but he that. went on to create a factory that started that actually producing them. And uh, he actually went forward and got the patent for on this it. thing.
14: Man.
8: So
18: I know, just another reason to despise Canada. Yeah, in
8: Canada. How do you what think was this that movie, Canadian bacon? Was ah. that it? Was that that How movie?
5: do you think this BC, this British Columbian fellow, and, and came, came across wait. the idea?
8: I,
18: well, well, he just
8: said like he heard it, overheard.
18: Well, no, no, no. I mean, he claims that the, yeah, the inspiration for the idea was yeah. he overheard this argument between the egg delivery guy and the hotel manager. Yeah, um, I don't believe that. But, one
13: second.
18: But he was a newspaper <laughs> man, and yeah. this was an article that was the the earlier story from 1908 out of louisiana out of Ooh. rain louisiana mm-hmm. was in the newspaper and so there's some there's a thought that he probably over Read this, yeah. That's, on that's got wire, you. Got you. So yeah, he saw it on the internet. That's a oh, good wait. idea. We and did. then, you know, ni- by, by 1911, he said, oh, Nothing's mm. been done with this. I think so I'm let gonna me go ahead and, and do it. Yeah, so, be if you're dog. one of these people who's always afraid that somebody's gonna steal your idea. Uh-huh. Guess what? Sometimes yep. they steal your, ideas. your idea, right?
8: Yeah,
18: and also, you gotta always say, and he's from Smithers. Smithers. British Columbia, Smithers, so mm.
5: British Columbia.
18: I think it would be wonderful if we could organize a troop from Rain to yes. make a pilgrimage to Smithers, British Columbia. I know a guy who just
8: texted who probably would be part. All right, I'd of like said to do group. It. I yeah. think it's a
18: good idea. So we you can make our voices and known this other guy. We don't believe what that the people have done stealing to stealing
8: from Rain.
18: Absolutely. Oh. So,
8: it is a bummer that guy didn't get a patent. It is, but it's pretty it, cool. You know, that, it is the history
18: that, that came out of Rain, Louisiana, in 1908, and the mm-hmm. house is beautiful in Rain. People in Rain know it for you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's sort of the Maison Boval house is beautiful. Wow. So it was put on the National Register of Historic Places. Moved forward in the process.
5: Wow. Ah. So it, is yeah. that why you that that's fascinating, Bob? That you're on this committee for National mm-hmm. Register of Historic Places for
18: Louisiana. Yeah,
5: is that kind of what prompted you to tell us about that? Because uh, Devon there is the, is on the National Register.
18: Yeah, the, this. So I was sitting in the meeting, and this was one of the houses that was presented to us, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. its history is more. The the history of the egg carrier and the house is just a little blip. Yeah, one
8: snippet.
18: Um, it's of a it's this beautiful architectural Ooh, I home could have see that historic then. home, and it's a bed and breakfast. And oh, it's, cool! It's filled with vintage yeah. um, items, items, like and furniture, and,
8: oh. and beds that people can... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to make a road trip for that. See, of that's a
18: short road trip. I yeah. know, but
8: that's the best we kind. need to do, yes. do
18: Bernie. We need yes. to okay, start seriously? these road trips.
8: We need to, we're going to rent a bus.
18: Send me to Washington, D.C.
8: Right? No. We're going to Washington, <laughs> Louisiana. Right. We're going to the old school house place where they got all the antiques. And I, I've bought more stuff there. I got to tell you, I love that place. Yeah. It a cool yeah. place. It is. Isn't it fun? Yeah.
13: Mm-hmm. You know,
8: and then um, one time I actually was buying this uh, kind of small piece of furniture and uh the man who that was his kind of area he goes oh well let me tell you the story of this because it it happened to be his and uh you know everything has a story right yeah yeah yeah
18: i like to go to these antique markets and find odd things weird things and then i put them on my desk so i've sort of Ah. created on my desk in my Mm -hmm. office this sort of hodgepodge of uh antiques that look strange and it, it's so, fun because it it, it creates conversation, conversation right yeah. and it's very inviting the students because it there's there's always you know
8: some a, sort a of what is this what is this why, why do, do you have we, that yeah. the latest
18: edition that i'm working to put on my desk is uh it's a can,
8: <laughs> oh boy it's a can. he started laughing well, i know
18: it's, i know it's, i know it's a can of insecticide it's Uh From 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 the 1920s, and and on the can of insecticide, it proudly proclaims that it has 7.5 percent DDT.
8: (laughs) Seven point point five percent. Yeah, so in that. It's a good Church, chunk. i mean right? people who know yeah, ddt yeah. yes. ends Hello. up being a really yeah. horrific
18: chemical mm-hmm. but i mean there was a time when everybody was celebrating yes, it so, because
8: we've got this
18: right so i want to have that on my desk so, Absolutely, again, it gives me the opportunity when people come in and they say well what's, what's, what's that what's and with some this? of them they understand ddt that there's a problem with it but in some many in many cases history. right they don't know the history of that and, and it just sort of doesn't register to them, but they will ask. And so mm-hmm.
8: It's fun. Ah, I've been sent a picture and location of, of the
18: home. Oh, yes. Yeah, I know just, where
8: I can go. God it's
18: right Lee, there, burn. right in, in yeah, central, cool. central rain, right on the railroad tracks.
8: Needs. Oh, well, I got a little fun extra thing to do
18: this weekend. Sure. On location.
8: Me bobster, yeah, you know, on location. Yeah, but that would be cool for a morning show, wouldn't it? It would. And we'd wake up all the bed and breakfast guests. Wake up!
5: <laughs> yeah, right. They'd, they'd be throwing their pancakes at you, Bernie. They
8: would. They'd be like, get out of here, crazy. Uh-huh. Lady. Did you know that the pancake
18: yeah. is over 7,000 years old, Mark?
8: What?
18: Wow. <laughs> it's just funny that you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things I'm working on for the show is sort of. Food history and and I've done that with the raisinettes. It goes back to I'm not trying to go back to no that, no, but no, it, that's it, delicious it was in, too. It, 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 was, 19... it was started in 1927. What, what? So again? Everything we're doing, there's, yes, there's is not it... a whole lot that's really new for us. Is
5: yeah, is the raisinette the Mars Candy
8: Company?
18: So I think have you ever read Net, the box? I think it's Nestle's. Okay, um, uh, I mean it okay. started out as the Blumenthal Brothers yeah. Chocolate Company in Philadelphia. If you right. really want to know,
8: like where it all gotcha, started, gotcha. Right? Wow. All I know yeah. is I want some reason it's, ads.
18: It's a nightmare <laughs> hanging around with a historian. I know it seems like uh, yeah. it's great, but mm-hmm. it's really annoying because everything mm-hmm. is. Oh, His oh, oh, you're let eating the you so about, Let me tell you about the history yeah. of that. Yeah. Shut
8: up, Dad, <laughs> They're like, right? Dad, please, we can't take anymore. <laughs> then, Can you stop Mike, talking so, to us? Listen to this. It's supposed to be our vacation, Dad. <laughs> listen,
18: listen to this. So my daughter, my older, my oldest daughter, <laughs> yeah. will, will be. She's a graduating senior this year Yay. in high school, and so she's looking to go to college. She's going to go to UL. Very happy about that. And Super so we're t- and she's interested in biology, which is yeah. good. But I said there, I said, so, you know, you got to take a history class. And it's kind of a family tradition that you take it from your dad if you can. Because I took history classes for my dad back wow, in, the day, in the day and my brothers did. And, and you know what she says to me? <laughs> she laughs. Sort of, you know, okay. condescendingly. <laughs> no, 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 Dad. I got an AP credit. I don't have to take a history huh? class, and there is no way oh. I'm taking another history class. <laughs> and she wasn't. She wasn't disparaging me directly. No. She was disparaging the profession that I've devoted oh. my life to. which yes. Pays for her electricity bill. Yeah, say, and so that's I painful thought, too, right? Good lord. It's like, that's that's kind <laughs> that's of, of indirectly, directly, Bob. Right? It's like right. Ella. I have been ramming history into your brain, brain for, for the last years. 17 yeah. years please come on embrace it a little Show bit your more love for history yeah, and pay for happened. The shoes you're I wearing i should have taken the the, mm. the reverse psychology approach i suppose yeah you,
5: you got to give her a few more years and, and uh, you know she'll be in her early 20s a young adult yeah. you know out there thriving in the world and say dad i really appreciate what mm. you
18: did for me right i wish i had Yes, yes, taking your class. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lord.
8: On that well, note, well, thank you all so much. This has been a blast and a half. Uh, we are going to work on a trip for the new year. We got to do that. Yeah, That'd that's be a the hoot thing that has to happen. Yes, without a doubt. Okay, fog a little bit out there this morning. 83, our afternoon high. Overnight low tonight is 64. Eh, only a 10% chance of a pop up shower for today is 650. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio.
4: They had power and heat last night. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Something they haven't had in a lot of people in Moore County North Carolina since Saturday. The electricity restored after the damage was repaired at two substations that were attacked Saturday. Sheriff Ronnie Field says... We want to know who and why we're committed to getting you these answers. There are also reports someone shot at a power facility in Ridgeway, South Carolina yesterday, but there's no damage, no outages there. Other reports have five recent incidents targeting power stations in Oregon and Washington state being investigated. An update on the unsolved murder mystery of four University of Idaho students, a search for a car.
0: Police seeking more information about the occupants of that vehicle, which was seen near the home where those four college students were murdered almost a month ago now. Authorities believe the car is a 2011 to 2013 white Hyundai Elantra. They don't know the license plate number, but are asking anyone who knows of a car matching that description to contact them.
4: Fox's Todd Pyro, there was an execution in Iran A man hanged today after being convicted of taking part in recent protests. He had blocked a street and attacked a security officer.
20: The unrest began as an outcry against the country's morality police and has become the most serious challenge to the Islamic Republic since it was formed in 1979.
3: Activists say around a dozen people have received death penalties so far. At least 475 are reported to have died in the protests, with over 18,000 arrested.
4: Fox's Jonathan Savage. President Biden is appealing a judge's order that would end a border policy in two weeks that he wants to get rid of, but not till they have a revised version ready. Title 42 was a COVID policy dating back to the Trump era, blocking some migrants from entering the U.S. amid a record surge of illegal crossings. Speaking of the former president, there are reports two more classified documents were found that a Florida storage facility as a special counsel's criminal investigation continues into those
10: documents and Trump's 2020 actions. America's listening to Fox News. Um. What's called the Respect for Marriage Act is expected to pass the House today.
4: It already got through the Senate with some Republican support. The bill codifies into law the federal right to same-sex marriages from a Supreme Court ruling. The House is also working on a defense spending bill that includes a provision that President Biden does not like. The
9: Biden administration is not threatening a veto of an annual defense policy bill that would require the Pentagon to end the COVID vaccine mandate for troops.
14: The president's going to look at uh, the NDAA in its entirety.
9: Still, White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre says rescinding the vaccine requirement is a mistake.
14: Republicans in Congress have decided that they rather, uh, f- rather fight against the health and well-being of our troops than protecting them. The
9: broader defense bill authorizes more than $850 billion in Pentagon spending, increases service members' pay, and overhauls sexual assault prosecutions. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News.
4: Democratic Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is under scrutiny by the House Ethics Committee. We know about the probe because the committee released a statement announcing it, but what we
5: don't know is the nature of the investigation, that detail not included in the statement. We do know that the Office of Congressional Ethics, which is a nonpartisan group, Forwarded an inquiry into AOC to the panel. Previously, an ethics complaint was filed against the Congresswoman, charging she accepted
4: free tickets to the Met Gala in New York. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. Now, congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez's office put out a statement that she takes ethics incredibly seriously, refusing donations from lobbyists and special interest, and is confident the matter will be dismissed. On Wall Street, stocks could rise, Dow futures up more than a hundred points the day after a mixed market when the Dow gained one, but the Nasdaq dropped 56 points. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News.
8: How can you help a child in need during the holiday season? Rose's Angels. Here at News Talk 96.5 KPL, we are teaming up once again with Robin McMillan of McMillan's Pub to gather gifts for kids in Acadiana who otherwise wouldn't be getting a gift this year robin helps to get presents for kids in lots of different groups throughout acadiana boys and girls clubs of acadiana casa Arch, smile other requests come in hundreds of children need help robin through rosa's angels is asking for help and we would be humbled by what you could do if you'd like to adopt a child all you have to do is call robin's number three three seven seven eight one seventy sixty nine that's three three seven seven eight one seventy sixty nine. 781 7069 That's three three seven seven eight one seventy sixty nine 781 7069 to become one of Rose's angels. It's an easy process. Thank you so much. From all of us at News Talk, 96.5, a bell.
11: Bikers Against Child Abuse, BACA, exists with the intent to create a safer environment for abused children. We exist as a body of bikers to empower children to not feel afraid of the world in which they live. We stand ready to lend support to our wounded friends by involving them with an established, united organization. We work in conjunction with local and state officials who are already in place to protect children. We desire to send a clear message to all involved with the abused child that this child is part of our organization and that we are prepared to lend our physical and emotional support to them by affiliation and our physical presence. We stand at the ready to shield these children from further abuse. We do not condone the use of violence or physical force in any manner. However, If circumstances arise such that we are the only obstacle preventing a child from further abuse, we stand ready to be that obstacle. If you'd like to know more about BACA, please visit our website at bacaworld.org or call 1-866-71-ABUSE. Your 24-7 news source on air,
1: online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center.
8: From the Cape Hill newsroom on Bernadette Lane, an intruder is dead after breaking into the wrong home in Iberia Parish. Deputies went out to the home on Old Generet Road, where they found a man in the home who had been shot to death. The homeowner telling deputies three men broke into his home and fired shots at him. The homeowner returned fire, killing one of the trio. An Evangeline Parish Corrections deputy out of a job after an altercation with an inmate. A disturbance in the parish jail involving several inmates led to a lockdown. During that time, Corrections Deputy Jacarius Hayward reportedly assaulted an unidentified inmate. Sheriff Charles Gillery immediately terminated Hayward, who is charged with simple battery and malfeasance in office. A former Iberville Parish deputy will be in prison for the rest of his life after his convictions for child pornography and animal sex abuse. The 18th Judicial District Court sentenced 45-year-old Shatterick Jones of Port Allen to 100 years in prison. A West Baton Rouge jury found Jones guilty last month of 24 counts of child porn and 55 counts of sexual abuse of animals. The judge sentenced him to 90 years for the child porn counts and 10 years for the animal abuse charges. A criminologist says New Orleans should mount a nationwide search for a new police chief. As for Esmail of Dillard University says Mayor LaToya Cantrell shouldn't be in too big of a hurry to replace Sean Ferguson, who announced his retirement Tuesday. Esmail says the ongoing wave of violent crime has residents feeling unsafe, so the city should cast a wide net in its search for a new police chief. West Baton Rouge Parish officials say they're enthusiastic about industrial and residential growth in their parish. ground Fuels is planning to build a $9 billion biofuels plant at the port of Greater Baton Rouge. Students are mourning the tragic death of three Southern University Human Jukebox Band members.
14: Whitney Thomas has our story. 19 year old Tyron Williams, 21 year old Dalen Young, and 19 year old Broderick Moore, all struck by an 18 wheeler after stopping to change a flat tire near Natchitoches. Southern University graduate and band alumni, Kimonte Avery says this is hard to accept.
7: Now that those are gone, it will kind of feel uneasy.
14: Current student Isaiah Clay says the boys will be remembered.
20: They meant a lot to their community because they were in the band and part of different things on campus.
14: The university is offering grief counseling to students I'm Whitney Thomas. Well, crime data compiled by the Pelican Institute
8: for Public Policy shows a reduction in property crimes, but violent crime
12: is up. VP for Policy and Strategy... Erin Bendele says property crimes are down 30% and burglaries and robberies down 25% in the last five years in Louisiana. But in 2020, violent crime increased nationwide 30%. But she says there are proven programs that are working to reduce recidivism rates among nonviolent offenders. Well, we know it's going to take time, but we believe that these proven strategies will work if we continue to implement them well. They help lawmakers will use the in-depth data to implement such programs. I'm Brooke Thorrington.
8: The 2022 State Football Championships will kick off later today in the Caesars Superdome. Jeff Palermo has more on high school football's premier event. For the first time
0: since 2018, all of Louisiana's high school football state title games will be played in the Superdome, which excites LHSAA Executive Director Eddie Bonine. Because it's a big thrill for the players. This might be their last football game. Not everybody's going to get the opportunity to play at the next level. Also, instead of nine championship games, there are eight. And Bow9 says the new playoff format has led to more competitive games. brackets in the past have been not competitive and have been, you know, uh, needed to make adjustments. We did that. I'm Jeff Palermo.
8: You're up to date on Bernadette Lee.
15: We've got ourselves a lot of fog out there once again this morning. Same kind of forecast that we've had over the last couple of days. Dense fog advisory up through the morning will keep uh, pretty poor visibility up through the morning's commute. So take it slow out on those roadways today. Temperature is going to be sitting in the lower 80s. Be about 83 degrees for the high. It does get fairly warm out there. Winds from the south at 5 to 10 miles an hour. And those overnight lows tonight going to be sitting down in the mid to upper 60s. We do it all over again for tomorrow. Very little change in your forecast for Friday. More clouds on the way for Saturday. Eventually going to be giving way uh, to some showers on Sunday. Widely scattered showers expected to wrap up the weekend. Looking ahead into next week, front going to be moving through either Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. Could bring some cooler temperatures here. For next week. Not going to help us out much today, though. Again, highs getting up to about 83. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KCC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5, KPL.
8: So, right now, 67 degrees, a little bit of fog out there, cloudy skies.
1: News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic.
8: We have a report of a fender bender this morning, southeast of Angelin Thruway at East Kali Saloon Road. That's southeast of Angeline Thruway. At East Cully Saloon Road, we've got a fender bender on Pinhook. It's right between La Rue France and Rue Ferdinand. That's between La Rue France and Rue Ferdinand on Pinhook. So, watch out in that area this morning. Make sure you're buckling up. Oh, and we have a little stalled vehicle reported. Turlings at La Genere Road. Our Salute to America brought to you by Jim Olivier's Home Improvement and Roofing, Louisiana. It is coming up now on 719 on Acadiana's Morning News. Thursday mornings means that we get a chance to check in with Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory. And he joins us in studio this morning. Sir, good morning. Good morning, Byrne. All right. So another Thursday as it kind of rolls around. Okay. So before we get into any other topics, we like to get to folks who either email in or send something on the app alert, et cetera. So I already got a couple of those going this morning, and then we'll get to some, some topics, um, some judges' uh, rulings, if you will. All right, so uh, one question. Does the mayor president feel confident moving forward with the Cajun Dome site for the Performing Arts Center without having an economic impact study are knowing what the ROI is on the different site options. Okay, so I have several questions based on that question. Is the Cajun Dome site a foregone conclusion? No, and neither is a new performing arts center. So okay. we have to, we have to be we have very We kind c- of remind people <laughs> yeah. of that.
20: And also in in you know kind of I'm starting to chuckle a little bit, but you know I have to be patient. And I love when folks think that I'm a, you know, I could just wave a wand and and it's You know, it's my own decision and, and I don't have, you know, I look, I work with a lot of folks. Right. And it takes, and I, and I would prefer it that way. I love the stakeholders I work with. Don't always agree with them. They don't always agree with me. My wife doesn't always agree with me, but we, we agree more than we disagree. So look, it's going to take a lot of people coming together, a lot of uh, continued dialogue. We are in the beginning phases of this. And when you run a transparent government, you're going to see the chaos. And that's kind of what you, that's kind of what you see. And it's not always, uh, picture perfect, but, it will always be honest, and and that's what I promised when I ran for this office, and that's what that's what we try to do. We do our best we can. It's part of the reason why we go on this show once a week to, to address these issues. But let, let's talk about the history. You want to, you want to dive in there, Performing Arts Center? Yes. Okay. So, roughly November 2021, So mm-hmm. a little bit over a year ago. The idea of the possibility mm-hmm. of a performing arts center. Yeah, let's talk a little
8: bit about <laughs> why it kind of came to be, because yeah. we were actually discussing this on yesterday's show. Because, look, hey, when I
20: ran for this office, mm-hmm. I don't know if the words Hyman Performing Arts Center in that in that mm-hmm. order came, came out of my mouth. It wasn't right. on my radar. I mean, I always, always valued the, the Performing sure. Arts Center. I mean, I think we all did. If, if you ever used it, you've you gotten you some value, right? right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And in multiple in multiple capacities. So... It's, uh, we're blessed that the Hyman's, you know, uh, gracious with that and, and we're kind enough to donate the property to allow the city back in the day to build one. And it's, and it's definitely, we've got our value out of it. So, but more than a year ago, the idea that we needed a new performing arts center started to float around. Mm -hmm. You know, not being a subject matter expert in it, I I wanted to make sure I heard as many, many thoughts and ideas from the people that used it as I possibly could. And I, and also knew, knowing that the city of Lafayette pre, uh, consolidation, the city owned the, the performing arts center. So that's a city asset. Um, I wanted to make sure that I, I look at this from an objective standpoint. So I didn't need to be the one to lead the stakeholder group because mm, it would have mm-hmm. been, you know, I didn't want to even, right. I did not even want to give the appearance of impropriety. Mm-hmm. Try to at least, you know? So, uh, so our former mayor president, Joel Robodeau, uh, kind of, uh, agreed to, um, maybe he was volunteered, to hurt the cats. Right, right, so you right. So got a whole bunch of stakeholders, and he did a good job. And, and the stakeholder mm-hmm. group uh, consisted of people that, who you think it was, people that mm-hmm. used the Performing Arts Center or people mm-hmm. that had an interest in arts and culture and, mm-hmm. and that and those initiatives. And the group grew and grew, and it's kind of like uh, the committee when we repealed and replaced the UDC with the LDC. If mm-hmm. there were stakeholders that were absent, we made sure they were, they were included. Mm-hmm. And it, at some point, uh, I believe April, May time frame, Maybe March timeframe. The group, as a consensus, said we need a study, and we need it. We would like it done by someone that wouldn't have an interest in it, would mm-hmm. wouldn't be biased. And the group, uh, this group of stakeholders, said, "Well, let's let Lita do it." Lafayette Economic Development Authority made sense. They they understand the economic analysis better than any stakeholder um, in, in that was that was participating, and you know they represent the entire parish. So any any location in the Paris would 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 do, uh, would serve its purpose in regards to the lens of tourism and economic uh, economic growth and things like that. So Lita, uh, I think spent what seventy eighty thousand dollars on a study, uh, evaluated, I believe, seven sites if I'm if I recall correctly, and uh, the recommendation was the property across from the Cajun Dome. Mm, okay. And uh, and then so it's kind of the the nothing we didn't hear anything else about it for three or four months except just internal talks and communication among stakeholders and we knew that nothing could happen without the council nothing could happen without other other partners but we also know that it's going to take partners to fund this operation too what was an 80 to a 100 million dollar project is looking like it could be as high as 250 million depending on what the needs are you if you're going to build it build it not only for yeah, today, let's but build the build it
8: now but for the future amen mm-hmm. to that exactly but, ma- Mayor, There's more I to can't, it. can't let okay. you get away
5: with that, Mayor. The uh, idea, the specifics here, <laughs> transparency, the idea came about. No, 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 no. Somebody brought up the idea. What is the story behind the scenes? What human being brought up the idea of a performing arts center? Mm. It didn't yeah. magically appear on an agenda. Mm. Somebody brought it up. You're a highly intelligent
20: man. Who brought that up, Mayor? Yeah, I don't recall the specific person. Uh, <laughs> i just being I don't recall. Okay, that's why I'm, I don't know what I ate last night for dinner. I got, you. I mean, I got The you. specifics. I think you know. But no, that, I, honestly, I don't really know, but that, it, I don't recall. But I, mm-hmm. I do know that it was. I remember having conversations with a multitude of people gotcha, about it. Gotcha. Multiple stakeholders and and. My response to each each group or each person that I would talk to because I don't know who came up with it first is what I'm, trying. I'm trying to answer the question you yes. And if I don't know, I'm gonna say I don't know. So um but I, I do know that every time I had a conversation with them I said I'd like for you to participate in this group, we're getting together. Mm-hmm. So and, and and I think all of them accepted. Yeah. So that that's good. Let, let me ask another in-depth
5: question. At last Tuesday's council meeting, city council member Greg uh Glenn Glenn, Glenn. Glenn Lazar oh, yeah. yeah, asked Glenn. So do you have a formal offer from Auctioner Lafayette General? I'm going to ask that question differently. Have you met, you or anybody in your staff, met with somebody from Auctioner Lafayette General for them to express their interest in buying that Hyman Performing Arts Center? Because the word's out on the street, Mayor. auctioner wants that building. How do we know that? Is that pure speculation? And um, conjecture.
8: Uh, well, I don't think it's any. It takes a yeah, scientists. No, I think it's a reasonable, question.
20: reasonable yeah. conclusion. Um, but I'll, I'll answer it this way, just as a Nate, just as a citizen, just as your neighbor, just as someone that lives in Lafayette and loves this community. Okay, we're blessed to have two healthcare systems that are that are both expanding. So it, it sure. would only be a reasonable conclusion that the f- hospital that's there would want to expand on footprints that are available to it that are contiguous to it. So, right. So that's logical. But absolutely. A, but I'm have I made a again?
5: Have you or any of your staff members met? Yes. With auction or life hit general? I okay. was getting there. Okay. I'm sorry, sir. But <laughs> that was something that was never. And I said, Mr. Lazard, but, ask the follow Hold on. I got to put that
20: answer in context. Okay. Yes, I don't want yes. people running around. Oh, a he's meeting of, yeah. and he's getting offers and all this stuff. No. You ask, have I met with? Absolutely, but I've met with lords, and I've met with LHC, and I've met with me with all our healthcare stakeholders. And the uh, the conversation of would uh, auctioner be? Do they have a desire to expand on that specific footprint? Absolutely, that's come up. But they understand that there's a lot of things that have to happen that to to make that happen. They also understand that it's not a foregone conclusion that that particular performing arts center will be moved. And, and and they but they get that and they've been a good team player and they have come to bat for us, whether it was for COVID or other uh, addressing our health. when we have a health equity task force, make sure everybody has access to healthcare in this parish, uh, has reasonable access to it. And they've been a great partner. Lords has been a great partner and they work together. So um, the I, the the conversation about where would they expand on a footprint? It's not just that parcel. It's other parcels in the All Center that they're that they're looking at sure. as well, and there's other sensitivities that go into every single expansion. But let's let's continue the discussion on the of Arts Center. So, all right, so we're here now. Well, excuse me. So we had the study. It was produced. It was it was made public. Um, gave a few months for public more. You know, and let it digest and and kind of commu- continue communications uh, amongst stakeholders, and uh, and now we're here. But there, there's other things that we need to do. And just because you have a study doesn't mean that it's going to go forward. Just because the council has an idea or the administration has an idea doesn't mean it's going to go forward. We need to continue to work. So we need, we need property and we need design because I think Councilman Aber, Councilwoman Aber asked a good question like, Hey, how, how many seats or, or what's the cost? I think someone asked that's, that's, that's a question for an expert. So we need to get an expert in. Well, there's certain rules and laws and ethical guidelines that we always have to follow whenever we engage with vendors. And one one avenue is a request for qualifications, an RFQ process, and we're doing that with the jail, especially if there's a possibility for a, a new public-private partnership. Again, don't know if that's possible. But if it is, that would be a good, transparent, publicly involved process where um, those questions can be answered by an expert in that field. And again, the, the the answers may lead to we're not moving the performing arts center. It may lead to we are. I don't know, but we, we this is the process. You know, in the past none of that was done, so now we're we're trying something different. Request for proposal will also be uh, submitted or will also be presented to the public. And we have a lot of stakeholders. Uh so We had a lot of stakeholders from downtown show up to the meeting the other night. I was I was happy to see them, and I love the interest and I love the motivation. Uh, we all want something big to happen, and we're gonna. I feel like we we can get there. But this will be a great opportunity for those stakeholders to participate in the request for proposal process. And if they have land that they want to compete with in a very transparent and public way, they'll have that opportunity. If they know other uh, landowners downtown, um, you know, they're, they're talking about I've heard, uh, I heard some stakeholders say that First Horizon would be a great location. That Hey, look, this is part of the process. This will be a great opportunity for our downtown stakeholders or whoever's interested to get folks like First Horizon, First Horizon or T D or whatever their name now, former Ibery Bank, uh, to to participate in the request for, pro- for proposal. And so instead of talking in theory, I, I like to talk in reality and in, in very in a very pragmatic way and say, what can we do? Now, funding. That's a huge issue. There were some good questions that came out from the council the, the other day. Mm-hmm. We cannot fund it. I'm telling you, we do the budget every year. We cannot fund it locally. I don't don't think anybody's questioning that. Uh, We don't have the we don't have the bonding capacity. We don't have the the capital capacity. We don't have the O&M capacity. So it's going to take other stakeholders. And one of the stakeholders is the state legislature. And they were good to us. They've been real good to us in Lafayette. Right now, we have a million dollars. Right now, that's, that's available. That's in, in, in the ideas you spend it before in this fiscal year. You, but the work has to coincide with it. That's June 30th of next year. So plenty enough time. And then there's 23 million in what's called trailing funds or priority five and House Bill two. So our legislative delegation has, has heard the, the, the rally cry from the public. They, they went into action. They worked with the, uh, both chambers with the governor, got it signed into law. But, everyone has to understand that they're going to have interest too. And one of their interests is it's probably going to need to be on state property. Gotcha. What
5: define trailing so is, funds? What, is, yeah, what are trailing funds? $23 right.
20: million dollars is a lot of money. It is. It is. And it's it's no guarantee that it trails. So just as labels, <laughs> there's a trail, there's a trail before it doesn't mean we'll walk on it. Uh, <laughs> so House Bill 2 is the appropriation bill that comes out of the House of Representatives in the state of Louisiana. Uh, Once it's passed, it goes to the Senate and they may collaborate a little further before presenting it to the governor for signature Um, House Bill two in its appropriations process, especially in the bonding side, has certain priorities and, and priority one. Uh, those 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 projects are, are bonded first they're the highest priority once those priorities are uh, once those projects are bonded out then you'll go to priority two priority two is ordinarily new money introduced or new projects introduced in the fiscal year that didn't have trailing funds in the past general rule there and then you have priority five which I, I guess in theory if priority one and priority two I uh, have to turn to my legislative delegation those guys know know this like the back of their hands, but if priority one and priority two is, is projects are all bonding out, I guess in theory, you could go to priority five. I don't think that's ever been done, but those priority five, um, projects are are known as trailing funds or those dollars associated with trailing funds in, in, in practice, those funds, the next fiscal year or fiscal years after that would then move up to priority one. So you go to priority five, let's say you start the project like in the Hyman Performing Arts Center, for example, we have $1 one million dollars in priority two, with twenty-three million dollars in priority five. One way to do that is you. Once the one million is is done, you don't. You maybe you study a little further. Maybe preliminary design, engineering, uh, perhaps a little little bit of uh, construction. You know, you can't do too much with that. But but if you did, so you, you exhaust you down to zero. Draw it down to zero. The next fiscal year, so would be twenty-three, twenty-four. If the legislature and the governor wanted to move the whole twenty-three million, that twenty-three million would then be in priority one. Because it would go from trailing funds, P5, to to, P1. Right. But... The, so Senator Cortez, hold on, hold on. I want to know if Senator Paige Cortez is paying attention to this, and how did I do? I, I, I would be honest. <laughs> he needs to call in and say, "All these years, he's mm. been schooling me up in the legislative process. Yeah. I want to know good. if I passed the test." You good,
5: good summary, Mayor. I can tell you, good summary. Okay, good. so is is the twenty three million dollars in a pot for the entire state of Louisiana? Because a lot of people may surmise that well, the mayor said there's twenty three million
20: available. For a new performing arts center in Lafayette, so elaborate a little bit on that, please. Mayor. Thank you. So I wouldn't don't don't count the Priority five bunny because it's not in the bank, okay. Mm-hmm. And when, when we're talking about bonding projects, you still have to go through the bond commission, which means these projects have to go on the on the bond commission's agenda. It has to be approved by a board on the bond commission, which is the bond commission, and then it goes forward. So. The P five or the priority five, the trailing funds, the 23 million is not available to us. It will not be it will not be available to us this fiscal year, state fiscal year, which ends June 30th. Mm-hmm.
8: There you go. So that was a whole lot and a little. Yeah, Sue had a follow up to ask you, um well, basically, Sue says the mayor has very much pushed the Cajun Dome site.
20: Okay. All right. Well, I very much pushed the objective process that got to the recommendation of the Mm -hmm. Cajun Dome site (laughs) because I I trust in the process. And I'm glad we've had this opportunity to explain what that process was, a process that started back in November of 2021, a process that I did not lead by design. I was a participant, and and that was purposefully done so that we can avoid any kind of appearance of impropriety. Um, But I do believe in in Lita's objectivity. I do believe in the expert that, that Lita has... Um, that brought on and paid, I think, seven or $80,000 to give an objective uh, recommendation. But again, I, this is not a foregone conclusion that, that
8: we're going to get a new performing arts center at all. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of work to do to be able to secure it and actually make it come to fruition. It reminds me of all the stuff they had to do in the 80s to get the Cajun Dome. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know. Hey, you're so right. Wasn't and, and maybe we can learn
20: from some some stuff that maybe we, we didn't do right, and maybe we can build on the things that we did because it did a lot of
8: right, a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. So. True. Yep. Okay, Sue also says, was an economic impact study done? So the latest study, whatever you want to call it.
20: See, these titles I learned in the last three years, you can call whatever study feasibility study, economic impact study, uh, what are some other names for? I mean, look, it was a study done by an expert that had objective criteria, and it's been made public. So you go look at it, Miss Sue or Mister Sue or whoever Sue, and go look at it, read it. You call it whatever you want. You criticize it however you want. I respect that. I respect your right to do that. But I will tell you that I am not an expert in economic analysis, and I am not a, an expert in conducting a, uh, a study as it relates to performing arts. And that's why I try to engage the services or lean on the services of those folks that, that do have that expertise. But, but please, look, it's been a public process, Sue. We'd love your, your, uh, your, your analysis, and maybe you can call on the show. I, I think, Mayor, I'd like to ask you, because I think
5: this term economic development is being a little bit overworked. Don't get me wrong. I understand you're going to bring in big acts. You're going to build a building. And there are lots of offshoots. There are a lot of secondary benefits to that. People are going to come in from out of town, spend their money at a restaurant, possibly at a hotel. I understand all that, but I think that the term economic development is being a little bit overworked for a new performing arts center that would go from roughly what is it 2100 citizens 2200 seats rather to possibly 4000 that term is being a
20: little bit overworked please respond mayor oh i love that but listen this is what i really love is that we're looking at the economy as it relates to these art project or these arts and culture initiatives and part of the part of the issue that we have uh, with the current makeup of the performing arts center, is that the city general fund has to subsidize this uh, this particular initiative to the tune of three to five hundred thousand dollars a year. Now, last year, I'm going to give Hollis and all those guys kudos. That subsidy was was diminished tremendously uh, through the efforts of focusing on the economy and how the impact uh, of of a particular performing arts center will have. And if it's not directly, I'm making my point here. If it's not directly at least there's some. There would, we we want to get to the point where we have analysis where the indirect impact we can show that. Hey, you know, you spend that money out of those, the general fund. Well, it's coming back into the general fund and by way of taxable sales because you have a vibrant economy and that vibrant vibrant economy and that specific micro footprint right by that right by that facility. We have objective measurements to show that this particular venue generated those those t- taxable right. sales. Now, I'll tell you if we can find. And I look, if we can find that process and, and, and those measurements by talking about the, but a potential new performing arts center, whether one comes or not, that's a huge win for our citizens. Because we're trying every budget year you see us every the last three years, and we've gotten better and better and better every year, more and more accurate. You know, how can we when we spend when we spend the people's money, especially on on, on initiatives that that are that there's no measurement? How can we find a way to, to ensure to the folks That there's a return on investment we're taking one of your dollars are we getting a dollar back and is and how
8: i asked yesterday i want to know
20: yeah you know and how are you measuring it because Mm -hmm. because i'll concede you know and i've learned a lot over the last three years especially when it comes to quality of life on how to measure things is value i mean sometimes you won't see your your return on investment may not be in a dollar sign it may be on value Mm -hmm. you know just like when you pave a road it's like okay where do you get it what's the return on investment well, we, we only replaced three tires over 10 years and not... Uh, not Broken really.
5: tire rods and, and uh, <laughs> idler arms. And look, one of the things I'm leaving out, and, and the arts people are fussing at me out there... Is oh the, that unstated benefit of, well, it's a way to attract younger people. It's a way to improve the quality of life. I kind of left that out, and that was not intentional. So there is that benefit. But really, is somebody going to say, well, I'm staying here in Lafayette. They have a new performing arts center, and it seats 1,500 more people than does the Hyman Performing Arts Center. I'm not being cynical, but I'm just asking that question. And yes, it's a factor in the quality of life equation. But to what
20: degree? Absolutely. Yeah, no, you're right. And let me add to that. It's not. Look, if the if the performing arts center goes downtown, I'll high five everybody. If the if the performing arts center goes anywhere in Lafayette, Louisiana, I'm doing jumping jacks. I'm excited. And I'm going to celebrate with everyone. All I know is I value the process and the process was not willy nilly knee jerk reaction. We started this in November of 2021 more than a year ago we're still in the early phases of the process it's a transparent process which means the public good bad or ugly gets to see all the chaos that goes into into doing something like that now it's organized chaos everybody has their has their avenues but it's okay and maybe it, it doesn't feel right because it's not what we've done in the past that's okay Maybe we can do something different and get a really big, big project out of this. But if it goes downtown, great. But here's the missing piece, what I would would encourage everyone to kind of think about. All things are not equal. All things are not equal. Take, for example, our partners in Baton Rouge. If we're going to ask them to fund some of this, they're going to have certain interest in it. That's fair. There's 64 parishes pulling on these guys. And, and there, and so far, what, what I've heard from them is nothing unreasonable. They're saying if we're giving money, we want it on a state site. That's understandable. If it's with the university, for example, they're saying, okay, well, we have overflow from Angel Hall. The arts community should be celebrating this. Okay, great. We're, we're going to have performances at Angel Hall, the administrative building side of that. They're going to be able to do what they need to do to be able to get more acts in, more venues. And then the overflow goes to this performing arts center. Well, again, though, that's one factor that's different. We look at ingress and egress, parking, utilities, sewage, all these other things. It's, it's, the economic impact is, of course, pro- probably one of the most important. I get it. But so are the other things. And, and every footprint is different. But, but to my friends downtown, I'm saying downtown because they, they took the time to come and visit with us at the council meeting, and I, I'm, I'm just going to highlight. Hope is not lost if this performing arts center doesn't go downtown. Hope is not lost if it goes across from the cage home. It, it's I think it's less than a mile from from downtown, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not a, you know, a measurement expert, but I believe it is. Okay. And and there's some synergy there. But also this administration, the last three years, a council of support, our budget. You can take the 30 years prior to us taking office and add it up. And I want you to compare the investments downtown the last two years versus 30, 40 years prior to. We believe in downtown. We believe in it. We believe in a vibrant and safe, prosperous downtown. And if it's not a performing arts center, it'll be something just as big, if not bigger, that comes there.
8: Okay, and, we got to take a break. Okay, we uh, we'll coming be back. up at seven forty-four.
1: Breaking news, traffic troubles as they happen, and your Acadiana forecast just one tap away on the free K. News app. Downloaded today in the App Store and Google Play.
8: When choosing a roofing company, you can trust Southside Roofing. They'll provide quality craftsmanship and exceptional customer service. Southside Roofing at 337 Roofing, that's 337 Roofing, has shingles in stock. They can help you with financing to get your project started right away. Also, they do home improvements as well. Whether it's a minor repair or a major remodel, Southside Roofing, they can get it done. They have specialists that offer the same quality of craftsmanship and exceptional customer service that you've come to expect on each and every project. Southside Roofing is a local company, and they have a lot in common with you. They know what's important, and they get the job done. Call Southside Roofing today at 337-Roofing. That's 337-Roofing, 337-766-3464. Lafayette Live is brought to you by Southside Roofing at 337 Roofing. Serving the Acadiana area for 20 years. Call Southside Roofing today at 337 Roofing for all of your roofing needs. It's coming up now in 748. We are with Lafayette Mirror President Josh Gillery, talking about the possibility of a new performing arts center. The location is something that people are very interested in. Mark, I know you had a follow-up on one of your questions. Yeah, I just, first I want
5: to make a brief statement. Yesterday I may have gone off down a path I shouldn't have gone on. And that is about the downtown folks have a rock-in-their-shoe about saying, we want it, we want it, we want it, we need it, we deserve it, and that's kind of what they're saying without saying that directly. I'm all fine and dandy. We need an objective assessment of all the various sites. I, I do not want somebody who specializes in sustainability. That mean, That is a very deep subject, and I'm not going to define it. I just want somebody objective to look at all the sites. Okay, if, just let's say if, the best site came out from this objective appraiser, or a consultant or expert, that yes, downtown is the site. We're talking about retrofitting. We're talking about taking an existing building in a very crowded area, retrofitting, which is very expensive. For example, the pipes, the sewer pipes in downtown Lafayette are way outdated. They're undersized. There's probably clay pipes there. Those need to be retrofitted. Tear up the street and replace the underground plumbing or wastewater system, if you will. Very, very, very expensive. And nothing has been done yet, but, Mayor, you told me off the air that it was about to begin replacing those sewer or wastewater pipes under downtown. So talk about retrofitting and the very expensive cost involved in retrofitting a building or a street.
20: Yeah, no, I think you did a good job summarizing, and I'll just add, to that— it's it's tough to refurbish or retrofit um, based on things you do know. Downtown's our oldest footprint, so that's based on what you based on what we do know. And as we saw with the uh, really big drainage project we just completed on the uh, V right by Pops Po Boys uh, downtown, our crews would go out there based on what Dottie and the you know 811 and what was reported, and what's recorded. But they were finding different, um, different things underground such as pipes and, and stuff and clay pipes and uh, potential gas uh, hazardous uh, situations that, that wasn't recorded, and, and that's to be expected. So it's hard enough to do it when you do know what's underneath the ground, much less what you don't know. So that's that. Then uh, currently, though, really am excited because we are – again, we are investing in downtown. We are investing where we can have a, a, a very diverse – um uh a microeconomy ecosystem that supports itself downtown and on Lee Avenue uh we're expanding the sewage capacity that's one of uh one project that's about to come to fruition there's other projects uh, in the pipe no pun intended um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good pun, <laughs> but yeah. but uh, but we understand we understand there's there's multiple uh, facets to these to these initiatives and uh, infrastructure is huge. But man, yeah, I think you nailed it. I think you you understand the analysis. You explain it well. Um, but again, to my to my friends downtown, hope is not lost. There will be something just as big, if not bigger, if if the performing arts center doesn't go there, and if it does, it's a moot point. Great,
8: and I'll, I'll embrace that too. Yeah, yeah. So let's say we suddenly get all that money, $23 million, and moves from trail five to number one position, and then we're able to actually get this done. Who ultimately makes the decision about where it goes? Uh, Collectively. Councils uh, to the administration
20: would present something, and the council would either modify. Yay or nay.
8: Yay or nay or modify. modify. Okay. All right. Interesting. Okay. We shall go to the next person in line for a question. Oh, and Byrne, yes. one thing, just to, because I want to give an
20: accurate answer. So there, there's, again, there's many stakeholders at play, and, you know, there may be a there. i I've heard some, I've heard the parish council members, some of them express a desire to support a performing arts center, and, you know, they may, they may want to participate. Yeah, so that might sure. be something where, where, uh, where everybody would want to kind of pitch in or, or work together. But look, again, not a foregone conclusion, you know, a year from now, two years, five years from now, we might be I'll uh, still go into Mardi Gras and dance stuff at the Hyman Performing Arts Center where it is.
8: <laughs> <laughs> could be, could be. All right, so a lot of discussion about the Supreme Court, um, Louisiana Supreme Court, when it came to Lake Farm and the detention pond. All right, what did they say? And where does this leave that situation?
20: Well, they ruled in our favor, and um, so there's a lot of coverage. I'm glad we're talking about. There's a lot of coverage at the tr- so there's trial court, appellate court, and supreme court. And at the trial court level, the uh, the judge made the decision that um, Lafayette Consolidated Government was in the wrong in in um, appro- or expropriating that particular property for a drainage project. Again, from the beginning, we've always said we respect the process. Uh, this is a very complicated issue, and it's no surprise that we might have to go up and down the chain of command there and uh, at least seek relief, and so we appealed it on behalf of the people, and the Third Circuit Court of Appeals ruled in our favor, overturned the trial court uh, decision. Uh, then that, that particular party appealed to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court denied written certiorari or denied the, the case, uh, affirming essentially affirming the Third, the third circuit's. circuit's
8: ruling, basically.
20: Yes. And, but I, I just want to so – Hopefully, translate from all legalese to English. Um, you know, look, this is a big win. This is a huge win for our people. That that particular project was on is is on Isaac Verrot Lateral Seven. It's in the Ashland Park, Kingshaven, Quill Hollow area, Como area. But that is part of the a bigger comprehensive plan for the Test Vermillion Watershed, and and it is huge. And you guys have covered it well, and, and I think the folks have uh, have heard a lot about the project. But that's not just a win for that little area. That 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 that's a win for the watershed. And um, just look, I'm excited about it. Again, trust the process, appreciate and respect the process. Um, hopefully the coverage on this is, as, uh, as, is the same as when it was in the beginning, but we can't control that.
5: Uh, describe the size, please, Mayor, of the lake farm retention pond, because mo- people hear that and they go, well, what is it, the size of a swimming pool, a couple of swimming pools? Isn't it 90 acres and in so many of those acres is
20: being used? To retain uh, water, uh, floodwaters? No, nope, that's further down the south. Uh, it is a big one. It's a big, it's a big pond. I think it's, so I'll tell you this, between lake form, how much? You're finding out precise. I can tell you collectively, it's part of a four-pond process or four-project process, comprehensive. So it's lake form, camellia widening. Uh, uh, Middlebrook, and then uh, dig off of Digby, there'll be a fourth, fourth area. And that's, I think, 90, 85, 90 acres collectively. This is the bigger of the four. So it'd probably be around like, anywhere from 18 to 25. It'll be anywhere from 1 to 89. I, I didn't get, okay. So. Well, I, I, knew, I knew
5: it was a, a, a lot of acreage, if you will. In fact, some arpents. Isn't that oh, a turn? Hey, where you, where you oh, Well, that's some Louisiana some doctrine acres? right there, boy. I, yes. I, I don't know, but the point is, I just wanted our listeners to have clarity. What size is this uh, retention? Okay, pond? if
20: you want it in scale, go. You can go to my Facebook page, Josh Gill. I think we uh, yeah we posted yesterday, or day before, and um, there's an aerial that might get it. You know, kind of is there? Yeah, so we can kind of you can kind of see just to put it to scale, or just drive out there. It's right by Boyer Park, uh, you know, CSA area, and it, it'll be. It'll be huge, or you can go to Kingshaven, knock on the door of a neighbor, and say, "Hey, can I go in your backyard?"
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think that's <laughs> me, gonna work.
20: Tell I? me, hey, look, I met with probably most of those neighbors out there, and you know, just check on them, mm-hmm. and uh, or they came to check on us if I was out there. <laughs> I'm gonna
5: you, you have nice, nice folks. You have some critics out there uh telling you that uh, these these retention detentions are not going to be effective. So, kind of self proclaimed experts, if you will. I don't believe. They're engineers with dozens of years of experience. And so talk yeah, I guess about the that. Big, yeah,
8: we want to know. What is, is it going to benefit expertise? everybody? Yeah. yeah. What,
5: what's behind it? Are there, they say no it, studies. There are no studies involved. Well, that's for, patent, to, uh, patently false. For these retention detention ponds.
20: Patently false. Um, okay. So these, and, and I, I mean, look, if an engineer that studied the project wants to opine, we should all listen. But um, but I don't think those guys are. Um There's absolutely study. This will help. When you say everyone, it'll help everyone in the Test Vermillion Watershed for sure. Now, to what degree, it depends on the closer you are to the project, the more benefits you get. But collectively, and we have a dynamic model, very proud of our our team, our public works department uh, and the municipalities all working together uh, on this uh, living, breathing model, this dynamic model that uh, takes into consideration all these all these efforts. But if you just want the eye test, which, because that's kind of what I rely on, because I'm not the expert, I go, I go engage the experts to do these things. Um, if you look at uh, the Middlebrook Pond, for example, that's one of the four that we're mm-hmm. talking about on the Isaac Verrot Lateral Seven channel, okay, that dumps into the river and could pre- hopefully can prevent backflow. If you look at the Middlebrook uh, Pond, right off of Kali Saloom, um, four or five months ago, we had those flash floods and. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it almost, I mean, within 30 minutes, it started mm-hmm. taking water. If you look at Ildakon, uh, I'm going to one of the other projects you had alluded to further south on the, um, on the river, southern part of our parish on the western side of the Vermilion River. Uh, it's taken on water. So this is water that would be in people's houses or our, our streets, and now it's in a, in a pond. So I'm not an engineer, but if, if, if the water's in ponds and not in houses, that's a win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you
5: mentioned Digby, and I know, for example, that is near Quail Hollow. And from being a government employee uh, from six years ago, I worked 27 years. I sat in uh, public works meetings and uh, Quail Hollow flooded on a regular basis. And we're talking about substantial flooding. So that pond in that area of Digby, which is the name of a street, should help help relieve the flooding in uh, Quail Hollow as just one example.
20: Absolutely. So that would be the fourth of the four ponds. And I'm, I keep saying four. Engin, our engineers are looking at a fifth location further uh, towards the Youngsville area off of Isaac Vera at lateral seven. But again, let the science dictate when those guys you know, get everything together, we'll, we'll move forward. And we, and we move aggressively once we have the design and the funding. And why, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? If the science is there and the funding's there, you know, our folks don't deserve us to talk about it. They deserve us to act on it.
8: We have one final question, and it comes in from someone who had expressed this before. Um, and it's about a lack of lighting, uh, Mayor President, on the neighborhood roads that are being used right now due to the roundabout that's being constructed on Rue de Billier at La Violin Road. And there was a crash there this morning, West Congress at La Violin. Now, um, Love Island, this person says this road in particular is narrow and very dark. Um, they're waiting to have someone contact them. And I have their information. The person they asked for this before, no one ever contacted them. Wondering if there's plans to do it. It's a major path now and it's dangerous. Yes, ma'am.
19: Bernie, I think this was brought up on a different show. Mm. Different week? Yes. Yes, correct. And I did get the answer i responded to an email or i i don't quite recall but i know that i'm not sure if it's the same person so we'll get the name and contact information and then we'll get in touch with them after the show
20: and on top of that we'll also get with public works uh and and see if we can give an update on that yes that area look the the i was gonna say caller but the the neighbor that Emailed us or messaged mm-hmm. us. She look. She here. She's right. Um, it's it's uh, it's an area that, uh, especially if there's fl- traffic flow that's increased. Now, if it's temporary, then then that'll adjust uh, the analysis as far as what, what lighting gets in. But if it's uh, if traffic behaviors change, I know Warren and traffic department and our public works department, uh, Chad uh, director, they they communicate quite often. And when traffic behaviors change, the other departments kind of like a domino effect. So they do communicate. And I'm only saying that to. Put everybody's mind at
19: ease. Mm-hmm. If not mistaken, uh, when we first looked into this, I'm not sure what area we're talking about. But there's a certain area that it's under Scotch jurisdiction. Okay, is this the area we're talking about, or we're going to get this cleared up after the show? For sure. If Le, le Violin,
5: if I said that
19: right, le, fr- le
5: Violin, it's uh, le, le you know, the violin, if you will. Le it vile. runs between. Uh, West Congress, it ends, there's a new traffic light at La Villain and West Congress, and it's a two-lane road, and then it ends down near Dulles, so it is not a long street. There are a lot of residences or, or uh, uh, neighborhoods, if you will, on either side of La Villain. And so uh, it is a very uneven road. It is in the parish. And I don't think it's in Scott. she's
19: talking about lighting.
8: Yeah. Oh, light. well, so bottom
19: line, we're going to look into it. We'll get answers. And cool. we will update you uh, next week as well as I'll respond to mm-hmm. the well, when Excellent. you.
8: Excellent. When you
5: hit that dip in that dive that, mm-hmm. and you have no lighting, it's a little bit scary if you're not used to it. So yeah. it needs a lot of work. And I'm no engineer, but from a layperson's point of view, they, it needs quite a bit of work. There are a lot of cracks and dips and dives in that road.
8: Progress in action. There you go. That sounds scary, though. Um, it is coming up now on 803, sir. Thank you for your time. Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory joining us. We've got more news on
1: the... Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. From the Cape
8: Hill Newsroom, I'm Bernadette Lee. An intruder is dead after breaking into the wrong home in Iberia Parish. Deputies went out to the home on Generet Road where they found a man in the home who had been shot to death. The homeowner telling deputies three men broke into his home and fired shots at him. The homeowner returned fire, killing one of the trio. An Evangeline Parish Corrections deputy out of a job after an altercation with an inmate. A disturbance in the parish jail involving several inmates led to a lockdown. During that time, Corrections Deputy Jacarius Hayward reportedly assaulted an unidentified inmate. Sheriff Charles Guillory immediately terminated Hayward, who is charged with simple battery and malfeasance in office. A former Iberville Parish deputy will be in prison for the rest of his life after his convictions for child pornography and animal sex abuse. The 18th Judicial District Court sentenced 45-year-old Shatterick Jones of Port Allen to 100 years in prison. A West Baton Rouge jury found Jones guilty last month of 24 counts of child porn and 55 counts of sexual abuse of animals. The judge sentenced him to 90 years for the child porn counts and 10 years for the animal abuse charges. A criminologist says New Orleans should mount a nationwide search for a new police chief. As for Esmail of Dillard University says Mayor LaToya Cantrell shouldn't be in too big of a hurry to replace Sean Ferguson, who announced his retirement Tuesday. Ismail says the ongoing wave of violent crime has residents feeling unsafe, so the city should cast a wide net in its search for a new police chief. West Baton Rouge Parish officials say they're enthusiastic about industrial and residential growth in their parish. Grom Fuels is planning to build a $9 billion biofuels plant at the port of Greater Baton Rouge. Students are mourning the tragic death of three Southern University Human Jukebox Band members. Whitney Thomas has our
14: story. 19 year old Tyron Williams, 21 year old Dalen Young, and 19 year old Broderick Moore, all struck by an 18 wheeler after stopping to change a flat tire near Natchitoches. Southern University graduate and band alumni, Kimante Avery says this is hard to accept.
7: Now that those members are gone, they will kind of feel
14: uneasy. Current student Isaiah Clay says the boys will be remembered. They meant a lot to their community because they were in the band and just part of different things on campus. The university is offering grief counseling to students affected. I'm Whitney Thomas.
8: Well, crime data compiled by the Pelican Institute for Public Policy
12: shows a reduction in property crimes, but violent crime? is up. VP for policy and strategy Erin Bendeley says property crimes are down 30 percent and burglaries and robberies down 25 percent in the last five years in Louisiana but in 2020 violent crime increased nationwide 30 percent but she says there are proven programs that are working to reduce recidivism rates among non-violent offenders. Well we know it's going to take time but we believe that these Proven strategies will work if we continue to implement them well. I hope lawmakers will use the in-depth data to implement such programs. I'm Brooke Thorrington.
8: The 2022 state football championships will kick off later today in the Caesars Superdome. Jeff Palermo has more on high school football's premier event. For the first time since 2018, all of
0: Louisiana's high school football state title games will be played in the Superdome, which excites LHSAA Executive Director Eddie Bonine because it's a big thrill for the players. This might be their last football game. Not everybody's going to get the opportunity to play at the next level. Also, instead of nine championship games, there are eight. And Bonine says the new playoff format has led to more competitive games. Brackets in the past have been not competitive and have been, you know, uh, needed to make adjustments. We did that. I'm Jeff Palermo.
8: You're up to date on Bernadette Lee. <laughs>
15: We've got ourselves a lot of fog out there once again this morning. Same kind of forecast that we've had over the last couple of days. Dense fog advisory up through the morning will keep uh, pretty poor visibility up through the morning's commute. So take it slow out on those roadways today. Temperature is going to be sitting in the lower 80s. It'll be about 83 degrees for the high. It does get fairly warm out there. Winds from the south at 5 to 10 miles an hour. And Those overnight lows tonight are going to be sitting down in the mid to upper 60s. We do it all over again for tomorrow. Very little change in your forecast for Friday. More clouds on the way for Saturday. Eventually going to be giving way uh, to some showers on Sunday. Widely scattered showers expected to wrap up the weekend. Looking ahead into next week, front going to be moving through either Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. Could bring some cooler temperatures here for next week. Not going to help us out much today though. Again, highs getting up to about 83. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 k
8: It is coming up now on 817 on Acadiana's Morning News. Eddie Thibodeau with St. Landry Cromstoppers. Oh. Hello, sir. Oh. Good you, morning. Do what you is, know who you are? It is
17: foggy outside.
8: It is it gotten thicker this morning, huh? Across fields Ooh. and Oh, yeah. yeah. So, please, people, be, you know, but every time a, we have the weather, it, you know, Daniel mentions that. But just be careful.
17: Interstates running good. The back roads running good. Mm-hmm. You know, just be careful. Give yourself a... 10, 15 more minutes. Slow down. Yeah, you know. that's a good one. And, <laughs> don't, don't, don't wreck yourself. Well, we had a great time yesterday. We had our, it's called a triad. It's mm-hmm. a, uh, an agreement between the chiefs of police and the sheriff and the, the councils on aging and stuff. And uh, we had 450 senior citizens mm-hmm. at the Amberley. We had live music from Glenn, the, the band of one. We had door prizes. Oh, man. I think I'm horse just calling all the tickets out. Um, and I'm proud to say Crime Stoppers uh, donated the uh, the last single prize of $100. Wow, you cool. Know, so, you know, it, it helped one of our senior citizens for Christmas. Um, we fed them some pork steak. Uh, it was just a day of, you know, we all say we're getting back to normal. Uh, our last triad, we have workshops. We have one in Orneville, one in Port Barry, one in Eunice. Um, half the people showed up. I was like, man, I'm. Kinda I know we've been locked up and of course we're dealing with senior citizens. Sure. So um I said, Man, it 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 didn't go off well. I mean, it was like I don't think it was half this time. Everybody think, seemed uh, to be there. You know, huh? And I know they're you know, of course our, 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 our senior citizens gotta be you know, you know careful their yeah. immune systems. But uh we were jam packed. Uh it was we had guest speakers, uh, district attorney Chad Pete, we had uh, the new chief uh elect, uh, Opelousas, uh, mm. Greg LeBlanc and the new chief elect also, uh, Kyle Buff from Eunice. And they were just, mm. you know, given a little bit. And of course, uh, we, we say, we call them vendors, but they're not really vendors they there it's, uh, hope, uh, the hospice, uh, I mean, all our, the Clico was there, mm. all of our people that support it and just give the scam alerts and the, uh, you know, they talk about, uh, diabetes and stuff and health checks and stuff so they were there i think we had over 20 things so it was a great thing a great day um it's just amazing just to see the senior citizens come out and And have a good time yeah and have a good time and have a good time and learn
8: about what the latest scams are because lord knows every time you turn around one scam you've heard of has been changed in one little direction and it might catch somebody else
17: So um, you know, it was it was a great day. We uh, sponsored by the sheriff. He he does door prizes, and Mm -hmm. and of course, uh, he has the the sheriff cooking team cook four hundred and fifty plates. You know, that's a lot of plates, huh? And and you know, our elderly, (laughs) I mean, our senior citizens, our aged, you better have it right.
8: That's right, because they will tell you. Better be on point. They will tell you.
17: Taste good. So yeah, we had a good time yesterday. We uh, our next one is uh, I think it's March time in in Ornaville. Which around be the be fun, season. yeah, Yeah, the little flowers. So um, these workshops are just uh, just amazing just to give, you know, again, just to let people know, hey, they're out there. There's wolves out there. Yes. And, you know, to me or you, a maybe a $250, $100 um, loss, we can recoup that.
14: You mm-hmm. know, I'll work
17: a, a little overtime or something. But on a fixed income or 60 and above, you know. That's pretty tough. So we yeah. had two special guests there. Um, and I I am ashamed of myself. I left my note at the house. That's okay. Uh, she was a hundred years old. Oh wow, that's so she, awesome. She won one of our prizes, and yeah. we had a ninety-four-year-old vet that was there. Oh, that's so, cool. Uh, we we presented them with some uh, with some you know gifts and stuff like that, honored them because yesterday, of course, was Pearl Harbor. Right. So uh, we had a great time. It was uh, we. I look forward to it. it it's a busy day. Yes, Uh, but my assistant, uh, Sergeant, you know, they they decorate the day before Uh uh, and then they tear down everything. So um, it's a great, a great time to inform folks. Love it. That's terrific. Love it.
8: Are we looking for anything in particular on this week's Crime Stoppers?
17: What I did every year, we Mm -hmm. do a a safety thing, you know, and and we we preach it, but sometimes we forget about it. Okay. You know, of course, we tell mm-hmm. our friends or our kids, you know, be aware of your surroundings. and stuff. So I teamed up with Opelousa's Police Department, uh, Detective Mike Hidalgo. Mm-hmm. And we went over some safety tips like, uh, you know, don't let the stressful and busy holidays uh, shopping keep, you know, get you off guard. You know, stay off your cell phone when you're getting in your car, when you're getting out your car. Uh, keep your keys ready. Just simple little things. Park in a lighted area. Don't carry cash um, uh, in your purse or some, or you know, put your put all your information for your your credit cards in a safe place. That if something does happen, if somebody takes your your purse right away, you can call the credit card company and just say, "Hey, cancel these now." Because let me tell you, five minutes, somebody steals your card, they can go into uh, a shopping mall, they can go into online shopping, and just Take your account away. Isn't that um, frightening? I mean, if you know, we we teach them about kids. You know, don't let don't send the kids back to the car by themselves. I don't even let my kids go to the bathroom by themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the big things we tell them is, you know, don't teach your kids that we're bad guys and we're going to get you and we're going to arrest you because if they do get lost, and and, you know, you're shopping, even scared, you're scared. Mm -hmm. If you're shopping, you turn your head and one of your children looks at a toy and pew, they, they're running down the aisle looking and now all of a sudden they lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you just told your kids that cops are going to arrest you. So they don't come to us. So, you know, sit down and talk to them and say, hey, you know, um, if you lost, r- reach out to a police officer and stuff. And um, so it's, it's things like that. We did, I think, 10 or 12 um, safety tips. Um, so we, we have that aired and uh, I think we'll post it later on this morning. Um Next week, we're going to do hol- uh, home safety. Okay. Just, um, making sure your trees water. We have the fire department coming on with us, too. Mm-hmm. Um, destroying your packages outside the road, you know, because you put your 65-inch color TV box outside. Guess what? The, the people that – and they actually do this. They actually drive those uh, neighborhoods, and they look to see, you know, what you have. Hiding your stuff from the windows. You want to put all your stuff – you know, in front of the windows, but, you know, and it's a shame we have to live in a, like a, like a, a fortress, you know, you got to close your windows and stuff, but people will actually drive by and look and see what they can steal. You know, one year, I think it was three years ago, you know, they had their little decorations. You can plug in your, uh, and put them face in the house and it's all over, you know, it's like snowflakes. Somebody stole mine out of my yard, you know, Aww. come on, I have a police unit sitting in front. So Aww. it doesn't matter. They uh, they brazen. It, yeah, they brazen. So, um, yeah, just go on there. We, we have some more safety tips about um, just uh, just be more aware. You know, we say in law enforcement, self-defense, it's 98% awareness. If you just get off that phone just a little bit, pay attention to your surroundings, and get it, get into your vehicle safe, lock it. Uh, we also talk about ATM. Uh, you, you go to the ATM. Uh, you get your money and you sit there and start counting it. No, close your door, you know, roll your wind up um, and and leave and count your money somewhere else. Don't just stay parked there and stuff. So a bunch of uh, safety tips that your mama told you before. we to reiterate those. We need to remember. We, honestly, <laughs> yep. we need to remember.
8: Well, yeah, because we're busy and we get caught up and, you know, you just don't think something like that can happen. And it can happen, like you said, in a split second, really. You know, you're not even necessarily thinking oh somebody's following me but you just never know and
17: and, you know a lot of us Bernie, we carry guns Mm -hmm. um if you choose now (laughs) uh, we posted that and some people were talking of course well why would you keep your gun in a car you should carry it on you of course you all right we of course want you to carry your gun on you but if you do have to leave your gun in a car uh don't leave your kids in the car or at least educate your kids about the, the weapon um and if you are leaving the gun in a car, a weapon, and you take your kids out, now you've just put a weapon in a car that could be broken into, and then now you have another weapon on the street. So we always say your vehicle is not a safe. It's definitely not a gun safe. So remove your vehicle. And we say it, we preach it. Oh, Every crime stopper, every law enforcement officer uh, department throughout the nation says, lock your doors. Don't yet, arm the criminals. <laughs> yeah, we still have people, including some policemen, you know, that that they don't lock their cars or they just leave their guns in the car and we get break-ins. So, you know, we're not immune to it. So just make it a little bit harder for, the, for the, the thief to get to it. Indeed.
8: Well, Eddie Thibodeau, as always, thank you, kind always. sir. It's always nice. a pleasure. It's our pleasure. It's coming up now on 827.
1: The loudest voices on the biggest issues impacting your life. Continuing the long tradition of informing you in Acadiana. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it.
8: News Talk 965 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew
1: James.com. Your 24 7 news source on air, online, and with the KPEL News app. Now the headlines from the KPEL News Center. From the KPEL
8: Newsroom, I'm Bernadette Lee. An intruder is dead after breaking into the wrong home in Iberia Parish. Deputies went out to the home on O'Generet Road where they found a man in the home who had been shot to death. The homeowner telling deputies three men broke into his home and fired shots at him. The homeowner returned fire, killing one of the trio. An Evangeline Parish Corrections deputy out of a job after an altercation with an inmate. A disturbance in the parish jail involving several inmates led to a lockdown. During that time, Corrections Deputy Jacarius Hayward reportedly assaulted an unidentified inmate. Sheriff Charles Gillery immediately terminated Hayward, who is charged with simple battery and malfeasance in office. A former Iberville Parish deputy will be in prison for the rest of his life after his convictions for child pornography and animal sex abuse. The 18th Judicial District Court sentenced 45-year-old Shatterick Jones of Port Allen to 100 years in prison. A West Baton Rouge jury found Jones guilty last month of 24 counts of child porn and 55 counts of sexual abuse of animals. The judge sentenced him to 90 years for the child porn counts and 10 years for the animal abuse charges. A criminologist says New Orleans should mount a nationwide search for a new police chief. As for Esmail of Dillard University says Mayor LaToya Cantrell shouldn't be in too big of a hurry to replace Sean Ferguson, who announced his retirement Tuesday. Ismail says the ongoing wave of violent crime has residents feeling unsafe, so the city should cast a wide net in its search for a new police chief. West Baton Rouge Parish officials say they're enthusiastic about industrial and residential growth in their parish. ground Fuels is planning to build a $9 billion biofuels plant at the port of Greater Baton Rouge. You're up to date on Bernadette Lee.
15: We've got ourselves a lot of fog out there once again this morning. Same kind of forecast that we've had over the last couple of days. Dense fog advisory up through the morning will keep uh, pretty poor visibility up through the morning's commute. So take it slow out on those roadways today. Temperature is going to be sitting in the lower 80s. It'll be about 83 degrees for the high. It does get fairly warm out there. Winds from the south at 5 to 10 miles an hour. And those overnight lows tonight are going to be sitting down in the mid to upper 60s. We do it all over again for tomorrow. Very little change in your forecast for Friday. More clouds on the way for Saturday. Eventually going to be giving way uh, to some showers on Sunday. Widely scattered showers expected to wrap up the weekend. Looking ahead into next week, front going to be moving through either Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. Could bring some cooler temperatures here for Next week, not going to help us out much today, though. Again, highs getting up to about 83. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL.
8: Right now, 67 degrees here at KPL.
15: News Talk
1: 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic.
8: We do have a traffic light malfunction still being reported over in Broussard. Ambassador at South Bernard, that's Ambassador at South Bernard. Hey, you guys are our eyes and ears out there. So If you give us a call, you can dial us at 232-1542. Or, hey, if you have the KPL app, you can chat back and forth with us, like I do with a bunch of y'all every single day. We appreciate that help, too. Carolyn Drive at Vero. God love Fender Bender. That's Carolyn Drive at Vero. So make sure that y'all buckle up and keep it safe out there. Roya Bustani. This Saturday, December 10th, Lafayette will elect its
19: next city court judge. It's crucial we elect a judge who will be direct honest and fair in every case and always uphold the constitution i am an experienced
8: prosecutor i've earned a reputation of being tough on crime and i've always protected our
2: families i'm republican roya bustani and this saturday i'm asking for your vote to be our next city court judge paid for by the committee to elect roya bustani
8: All right, it's coming up now. (laughs) Uh, It's time for your Cartridge World trivia. Cartridge World, they can save you money on all your printing needs, your toner needs, all of it. Look, so here's the question. How fun is it to shop? Well, some people are like, no. (laughs) I don't like shopping at all. Okay, so, all right. But it goes
17: with, I don't like people.
8: Well, okay, so there's that. So Eddie Thibodeau is still joining us. Mark Pope here. Okay, which one? I'm going to give you all a multiple choice. Which of these have a deal of the day on their website? Is it Totsy, Groupon, or Etsy? Etsy. Etsy. No, oh. it's Groupon. Oh, Groupon. Wow. Don't even know what that is, Groupon. That's a deal of the day, they say. Mm. What, what that is, Groupon? Uh, Groupon, it's like coupon. Okay. Groupon
5: coupon. I got me a Groupon coupon. Yeah.
8: Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, so how much, and this is going to be one of those you get to choose from. How much does the average U.S. household spend on all their holiday gifts? Is it $810? Is it $705? Or is it $1,020? What y'all gonna guess?
17: You wanna go first, Eddie? Well, I've got kids, so uh uh-huh. they don't have they don't have any more they don't that's have all, that's average thousand?
5: now, Eddie. That's <laughs> average. Higher. I'll go with the highest. Average everything. Okay, Eddie's going
8: high. with a thousand twenty. Yeah. Mark what you I going I say with? the
5: seven hundred dollar figure.
8: Uh no, gentlemen, I'm so sorry. Y'all uh we're both incorrect. It's eight hundred and ten dollars. Oh, man. Oh, for yeah. Two now. Yeah. Meh. Okay.
17: I'm going to move to that house. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, if those kids want to come to my house, I'll take them. Eddie's
5: going to become a big kid and get him a (laughs) present as they spend over (laughs) $1,000.
8: Okay, here's a fun one. Which was the first toy advertised on television? Was it the Etch-A-Sketch? Was it Mr. Potato Head? Or was it the Slinky? Which one got advertised on TV first? I'm going
17: uh, Slinky.
5: Oh, no. Potato Mark, Head. Potato Head. Potato Potato head.
8: head. Oh, that was my second. Potato oh, Head. the answer is Mr. Potato Head. Right. Mr. Potato Head.
5: And later, Mrs. Potato Head. Not to be <laughs> sexist about it. Mrs. Potato Head.
8: They're so cute. Aren't they cute? I got to tell you. Now, I don't have any little ones, like, around my family, you know, right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when those kids come to visit, oh, they always come hang out with Daunty because she's like, I'll play the cootie game with you. Yep. Yeah, we'll play the Barrel of Monkeys game, Sheets you know. Ladders, yeah, double. yeah, um, you know, and, and and they they think that's cool. They're like, oh, that's so fun. But, you know, if you don't have, they don't have any good memories if you don't do stuff like that. No, that's right. You that's know? right. That's right. I mean, you might as well. Right. Um, I love me, Mr. Potato Head. Oh, Mr. Potato Head is funny. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what percentage of U.S. adults... Say they start their shopping before Thanksgiving. Is it A thirty-five percent, B fifteen percent, or C 50%? How many people in the US adults say that yes, they do start their shopping before Turkey Day? Mark fifty. Fifty percent. Okay. Eddie? Uh, what's the it's thirty you, got, you said they had thirty? Yeah, you got thirty five. You got thirty five. You doing thirty-five. Okay. Our winner is Eddie this time well, with thirty-five percent. That's a lot of people. So, that,
17: that must be like women. I, think, <laughs> I start mine on like twelve o'clock okay. Christmas okay. Eve. Come women on. Are, women are I'm, more than I'm
5: fifty percent you. of the population, Eddie. Yeah, you're right about that. That's okay. True. All right, okay.
8: Uh, okay. I hadn't even thought about that. Okay. So which one generates more? In terms of sales, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or the day before Christmas. No. So, what do y'all think? Which I, one I'll generates
5: more in the sales? Day
17: before Christmas, but I, <laughs> I going to say Cyber.
5: Okay, Man. and I'll say the Black Friday.
8: Okay, so the correct answer is the last Saturday before That's Christmas. I I, I'm I'm I'm
5: screaming grand it. conspiracy. <laughs> they, the, these questions are rigged. Included,
17: I am included in that. <laughs> these questions are rigged. <laughs> I should have went with it because I know honestly
8: that's when I saw. That's you're like, hey, I'll head out then and that's see if right. I can find what I can find. Really right, it's not a bad idea.
5: Did, wh- would you say, Eddie? Uh, you said Cyber Monday. I said Cyber. And I mm-hmm. said Black Friday. Yeah. And, and, and it's around. the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Saturday, Saturday mm-hmm. before. Look, I know if I hadn't got anything before the Saturday before Christmas. I I may end up with a big old knot on my head.
8: Oh,
17: and I, I was, don't like being a knothead. I misunderstood. I thought it was the day before Christmas. Oh, that's, that's okay. What I make Sometimes it well, is, yeah, but right. this,
8: this year it is. Yep, this sir. year. The, it's the Saturday Saturday, Saturday Christmas, Christmas, Christmas is will Christmas be Eve. I out there.
17: People stay out my way.
8: Yeah, it'll be Eddie. he would be like, get out of my right. way. And
5: normally, if you drive to the mall from where you live in 15 yeah. minutes, you're going to be on that road about an hour and a half <laughs> right. trying to get, get to the mall or whatever store you're going to. <laughs> Road's going to be crowded. Really, be careful, folks. Seriously, like, though. Yeah,
8: he is, you know, right. Mark, Mark is being really serious. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like, Ooh, the 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 people Ooh. that can be out there. I mean, chill out. Bring yeah. your favorite CD.
5: Put on your favorite radio yes. station, News Talk 96.5. <laughs> <They tell. laughs>
8: I love it. That's good thinking. Um so let me ask you this uh gents, as far as all your shopping and and everything uh that you do back and forth for your habits. So is it do you, do is it hard to buy each of you for your spouse? So, like, you know, Mark has Marsha and Eddie has Heather. So, is that difficult to figure out every year? Like, my spouse wants X, Y, and Z. Is that oh, hard, yes. y'all? Def-
17: definitely. Why is it so hard? Oh, 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 oh Look, yeah. Look,
8: Mark. <laughs> oh,
17: oh, what? Why is it so hard? Yeah, why is so hard? Oh well, okay. no, no. <laughs> Look,
13: realistically, I'm my, not going hey, home Watch this. <laughs> like, my yeah. wife said
5: it this week. Said, "Look, we're very fortunate. You know, we 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 we've been around. We've been on this earth for quite a few years. What do we need? Yeah. What yeah. do we need? Do you yeah. need another piece of jewelry? And, no. Right? Bah, and on the break? what do you need? Do you need some new stockings? <laughs> Bam. Oh. Don't buy me those. I'll buy my own stockings. Right.
17: <laughs> it's it's tough. And you know, you're right, Mark. We said it off air. Year round, I'm buying what I want. She buys what she wants. And she's like, nah, don't get me anything. I was like, <laughs> I ain't falling for that.
14: <laughs> okay. we we'll get
17: something. Right. As,
8: as a wife, yeah, it doesn't hurt to say I'll at least buy her one little oh, thing. Yeah, of course. Because that's just kind of sweet. Yeah. You know, but um, women uh, were like, yeah, we don't need anything. And look. Yeah. Yeah, you probably don't need anything. I'm falling for that. Uh, nope. It's like the banana in the tailpipe. I tried to yeah. say so, so. So
17: the gift. <laughs>
8: <laughs> so she don't said, fall I don't for need that anything. banana in I the said, tailpipe.
17: So, I am the gift that you have all year. So.
8: Oh. You know, and- that oh. That didn't
17: work out. No,
8: no, oh. That didn't work out. So did, that did not work out? No.
17: No. Okay. Because no.
8: that's funny, Eddie, I, but. I,
17: I had a cast for about <laughs> eight weeks. You know.
8: Oh my God. That's too <laughs> cute. Alright, we got topic train on the way. <laughs> Hang tight. News
1: Talk 965 KPL. Depend on it.
2: Are you ready to purchase a home but need help coming up with the money to make it happen? Capital Area Finance Authority grant programs can help. Visit thecafa.org today. That's thecafa.org.com.
8: All right, it's coming up now. <laughs> On 846 on Acadiano's Morning News. All right. Good morning, everyone. Mark Pope is sitting in for the lovely Brandon Como, who has the day off today. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's glorious for him. Yay for him. But Mark's here. Yay, Mark.
0: All right. Here we go with this. The Cape Hill Topic Train is running right on time. All right. Speeding through the headlines Mm -hmm. to start your day. Brought to you by Broussard Poche LLP, certified public accountants.
8: All right, one of the big news stories today, a trade has been made. WNBA star Brittany Griner is now freed from a Russian prison in exchange for an arms dealer they call the Merchant of Death. So the swap was made. So Brittany Griner has now been released from a Russian prison. Ten months. Um... Griner is now going to be coming home. Griner was freed in a prisoner exchange for that convicted Russian arms dealer. U.S. and Russian officials expressing optimism in recent weeks about that potential deal. So she's on a plane. She's heading home. So that is the deal that has been made. So kind of figured that eventually that would happen. Um, we've been hearing about discussion about this and who would be traded? Um, no real surprise there. I think, I think people just figured, okay, this is going to happen.
5: Mark, so, so Miss Greiner got put in Russian prison because she had some a dope oil in her baggage. Yes. Was it to uh, apply the? I don't know, THC thing that has the healing properties, or was it to get
8: high? I do not know uh, as far as that goes, as Dang. far as what her motives were for the use of those items. Yeah. Uh, you just, in Russia, you can't have it. You just. No. Well, you hopefully,
5: loads of people learned a lesson. Keep yeah. that ropa dopa stuff yeah. out of your doggone suitcase. Don't bring it overseas.
8: It doesn't politically matter what you think, there are laws. Across the globe and the laws are what's going to end up, you know, Mm -hmm, making precedent, mm -hmm. if you will. All right. So switching. All right. Okay. This is wild stuff. All right. Okay. Spanish police in Barcelona say they were searching for 14 people who ended up running from a plane at Barcelona's airport after it had to make an emergency landing on Wednesday. Apparently, a woman on board needed help because she was basically going into labor. She was about to give birth. And uh, so, wild. Okay. Now, the folks from the Spanish government said the incident happened when an airline's flight from Morocco to Istanbul... Had 228 passengers on board. They needed to have an emergency landing. They made the request. The woman was getting evacuated from the plane. Um, 27 passengers exited the aircraft without authorization. They tried to flee. Police were able to stop 13 of them. The other 14 managed to elude police at the airport. They remain at large. Okay. And they're like, what is the deal? I'm sure they're searching for them because they're trying to figure out what is going on. The woman was thought to be in labor, but she was not. So then she got arrested on charges of public disorder. Doctors at the hospital said, yes, she was pregnant, but she faked being about to give birth. Like she knew it and she was faking it. Weird. Weird. Mm -hmm. Okay. Another story is we're beginning to wrap things up for today. I mean, it's like, why did, you know, who were those people on that plane? Why was she trying to do that to help them? Weird. Okay. Wow. Crazy. All right. All we want for Christmas is spam figgy pudding. What? Say what? Yeah, baby. All right. It's Christmas, right? We're rolling into the holiday. How about a new tradition? Spam figgy pudding.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Give me the recipe, even though I don't
8: don't really want it, but it's part of the story. There's some new seasonal spam. Included in it are fig and orange flavors, cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, ginger, and allspice. Uh, I'm with the guy who authored this this piece. This could be the the final sign of Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
17: That, you know, spam is big in Hawaii.
8: Oh yeah, because you know, oh, yeah. cost so much to it, it import is big meat. In Hawaii. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
17: yeah. And and
5: there's nothing wrong with <laughs> no. it. You'll put it in the doggone frying pan. Give it a little a bit of a, a light crust and eat it with your doggone eggs and toast. And and
8: people do that. But. Eggs and orange and spices. Uh-huh. Oh my! And cloves and nutmeg. Yee. Lord! I'm gonna just say no. And, and I'm all yeah. about trying new food, but and, I'm gonna pass on that and one. Don't believe in
5: Santa uh-huh. a uh, a Christmas spam sandwich. He's not going to eat it. That one of the elves might, just right? But you know Santa's not gonna Oreo eat it. Cookies. Yeah, that's right. Cookies right. and milk. He likes keep Oreo the, cookies. Yeah. He puts right. spam off the Santa table. The
8: double mm. stuff. Oh, double stuff. Mm. That's what he likes. Okay, you know what I could go for right now? Mm. Mm. Some double stuff Oreos. You, you know what you do? And some eggnog. <sighs> oh, yeah. And a
17: McRib mm. for lunch. Oh, yeah, that's it. Well,
5: no, you eat the cookies <laughs> after the McRib. Oh, well, that's a good thing. All right, so what you do is you take the two, you take two double stuffs. Yeah. You peel one of the cookies, the shell, the Oreo shells off with no filling, and then you stuff. The two double stuffs, and you got quadruple stuff. Oh. So
8: instead of double, you got
17: quadruple. That's a lot mm. of stuff. Mm.
8: Okay. I think you're really on to something, Marcus. I tell He's you, been,
17: I'm <sighs> doing food stuff. I've heard this morning with Bob. Mm-hmm. The Raisinets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raisinets and goobers, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. doing later today. Yeah. Look at him. Possibly
8: with my eggnog. Let me write that down. <laughs> <laughs>
17: So <laughs> well, if you drink a certain kind of eggnog, you don't care what you do. You're no,
8: you right about that. That's Eddie right. Thibodeau, Mark Pope, gents, as always, thank you all so much for joining in the fun today. High at 83. Still looks a little cloudy out there today. All right. In the meantime, until we see each other uh, once again. Can we try to love one another? West
2: Baton Rouge's newly renovated conference center is a Convention South Reader's Choice winner and is the ideal spot for weddings and other special occasions. Visit westbatonrouge.net. Like them on Facebook, westbatonrouge.net.
4: Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at positivecoach.org.
16: You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute.
9: The mayor of Eureka Spring, Arkansas, tried to ban a nativity scene that had been a 70-year tradition in the town, but recently
15: changed his mind. And he should have. Look, 96% of Americans celebrate Christmas, and 95% of Americans are not offended when they hear Merry Christmas. Now, most folks see nativity scenes as appropriate for public property, especially at Christmas, And who doesn't realize that Jesus Christ is the purpose for Christmas in the first place? But look, a Charlie Brown Christmas, for example, network executives, well, they thought viewers would not want to be preached to by an animated cartoon, especially from biblical passages. Obviously, after 57 years on the air, they got it wrong. And so did this mayor in Eureka Springs.
9: In America, you have the right to practice your religion.
4: You do not have the right to not be offended.
5: Return each weeknight with Lewis R. Abalone and Stephen Pa. From 9 to 10 p.m. on News Talk 96.5 KTEL.
19: I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. There's a
12: fresh reading on the job market. The number of people filing for unemployment benefits for the time last week was 230,000, an increase of just 4,000, not reflecting the thousands of job cuts that are being reported. Though continuing claims, those still receiving benefits came in more than expected at 1.67 million. That's an increase of 62,000. Apple is planning to upgrade its data encryption practices. The Wall Street Journal says the new system advanced data Protection
8: would keep data secure stored in iCloud. However, the data would also
12: be inaccessible to law enforcement, even with a warrant. Tesla's Shanghai factory saw record sales in November, despite China's overall market shrinking. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola, invested
2: in you. This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the Foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org.